Paranormies. I'm Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I am joined by Dogbot. Hello. Howdy, y'all. Long time no see. <laughs> and Hudson. What's up? Afternoon, gentlemen. Afternoon, indeed. Uh, Grognak will be joining us shortly. He is tied up. In the, not actually tied up. He's probably stuck. It's like either a gelatinous cube or some sort of green slime or something has got him down there. He'll be with yeah, us He shortly. usually does the time. Uh, well, I, I've gotten a text from him, and it turns out that the wheelchair ramp in the dungeon is broken. So he's trying, he's struggling to get himself up the steps and out of the dungeon. Oh, that's right. I, I keep forgetting he has... He has uh, graduated to the woke dungeons, where we have uh, handicapped accessible. Uh, we have, you know, full on. Um, what is the uh, the ADA? It's full on ADA certified. So yes, only the best for this dungeon master. Anyways, the American uh, Dental Association. No, the um, American Disabilities Act. But I always say the same thing. I was like, what does the dentist have to do with the height of this table, man? Yeah. And, e- and even though he, even though you're supposed to give kobolds equitable treatment, they're not very helpful in assisting you in getting out of the dungeon. No. And this, this is another thing I want to take up with the people at the uh, whatever it is now, Wizards of the Gayness, whatever the fuck the... The owners it's, of it's, it's Wizards of Wokeness, so it's it's just called WoW. Right, right. It's Wizards of Wokeness. Uh, and they suck. It's just terrible. It's horrible. I, I, I can't even comprehend how bad it was. And I did play a long time ago, and I have been threatening to play again with some people that play. Um, but... Roll a 20-sided die to figure out what wild hair color you're going to have. Right, exactly. Like, you know, roll roll for, for facial piercings, you know. Um, but no. It's just, it's terrible. You can't have anything. Gatekeeping is important unless you're a pundit or a podcaster. Yeah, like hang on to your old games. Yeah, hang on to your old stuff. It's, you know, a while before anything else is made in that vein. My box of D&D stuff, I I know that didn't go to the church auction. I'm pretty sure that went to the dumpster. But uh, church auction, they would have burned it. Yeah, well, my comics went to the church auction. But... Uh, the D and D stuff, dude. I had all the original AD and D box sets and stuff from the early eighties. It's embarrassing, but like how I would have sold them just to just to take some soy fags money, you know? Yeah. Anyway, anyway, moving along. Yeah, you can't have anything, but yes, definitely gatekeep your hobbies. Okay, definitely do. There's that. there are no hobbies left that have been properly gatekept. No, there's Johnny. not. I know. I I I I just want to want to let everybody know that you'll you would have to you'd have to balkanize your you'd have to balkanize your hobbies from the main hobby source yeah. i'm fine with that uh, for sure i'm down i know yeah, but yeah, like that's I, what for, we need to do for really. a lot of for a lot of people that that's that would be very difficult you know i know you, they, they wouldn't be able to show up to their local comic shop and have just their five friends sit in the table in the corner and play D the way that they remember and enjoy it right that it would have to be open to all the uh disgusting right. mutants that are in there with them well right well yeah oh oh you're talking about actual clientele yes yes i was talking about the mutants in the game but um i don't mind playing a game with with those kind of people I'll play the game with them. I don't have to, you know, talk about anything meaningful with them. No, that I makes, wouldn't mind playing a game though. But I still think we should well, create avenues for like hobbies within on, our thing. Hudson, the playing games with those people it just invites in all of their 
stuff. You know what I mean? No, that's true. But I mean, yeah. I, I think it's different to like go to a, the hobby shop and play a game than it is to like then join their Facebook group. Oh, and, well, like, yeah. You know. But I mean, how many how many hobby shops still have, you know, games set up like that? that not many. I don't. I, it's been yeah. years since I've been into it, so I wouldn't even know. But I, yeah, yeah. I would assume probably not many. Especially no. after COVID. Abs- oh, man. Yeah. I, I can't imagine d and in the, in the days of COVID. Well, now everything's online anyways. Uh, the game that I was talking about joining is it is on. I think they're playing it on Telegram, actually. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. But like having the, the analog, I guess, technology, uh, just mm-hmm. it, it, it's more fun. The analog, you mean paper and pencil? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when you say technology, I literally mean yes, I, I'm like analog technology. What like a twenty sided uh, die is analog technology. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and having a little stopwatch, you know, so you know, oh, to, yeah, to keep there the game go. going. I, like we had to, we had to do that while playing riffs one time because people were taking like their decisions of what they were going to do. Next oh my was, god! Like it was slowing the game up. We're like, you're like in real no, life, you, gotta, you would already had to decide five minutes ago. Hurry up. Right, you, you know, I we we understand you have too many options for what you need to do going forward. This and, is why you don't give children more than one choice. Yeah, you have this like three. Happens. You have three options basically in a battle in mm-hmm. in a Palladium role playing game system. It's like attack, dodge, or parry. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's, it's literally like, that easy, yeah, and, like, they're, it, and they're it, taking it, ten minutes to decide. <laughs> right. It, it's uh, it, you know. So, uh, so I remember we had to use an analog stopwatch one time. That was fun. That's fun. But like, it, it's it's just it was a it was a lot better thing when you were younger and it was incredibly hot outside and you had like three or four of your friends. Um, I'm not saying that it's not equally as fun for people who do this thing digitally through like a Zoom call or whatever. But I have I haven't participated in anything like that so. I have I no mean, experience as uh, as much as we're aware of what the metaverse really is. I could see D&D in the metaverse being fun. Unfortunately, like you said, it would involve the metaverse. But yeah, it, it probably would be. Right. Probably would be. I like mean, that's probably like where that, it's going to lead. Something like I think that. I well, saw an article that said uh, uh, the creators of the metaverse were very uh, were very sad to find out that only thir- there were 38 active users. There are 38 consistently active users. Yes. Consistent. <laughs> so terrible. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think it was actually like, it was, it was more than 38, but it was a very small number considering how much they've invested into this thing. Billions. Um, well, they're just going to have to poison the air. So people have to stay inside, but right. I can't imagine they do something like that. No, I can't imagine them doing anything like that at all. Hey, well, I was going to say uh, about the, uh, the online thing. Um, with the metaverse being like that, but pretty much uh, like World of Warcraft, those kind of games, the fully immersive, you know, MMORPG, whatever the fuck they're called. There's too many. Morbugs. Morbugs. There's too many initials for me. Uh, yeah. But yeah, those are similar to that. But like you said, I could see D&D at least being sort of fun in the metaverse. It'd be kind of like uh, actual LARPing, right? Yeah. But... No, it'd be, I mean, I guess it would be, honestly, I mean, I, I could see it being, I could see it being fun if you're with your friend, actual friends and not just like, not just like a, like on Fortnite or something like we were, we were just like an avatar with a bunch of random people. Right. Yeah. No, it would be fun. Like with your homies though, you know, especially if they live in other States, right? Like is our situation often that kind of a situation would be one way. And again, I remember, was it the metaverse, uh, DB that had the, uh, the dead, Chuck E. Cheese characters, you could relive your 
was that was that the metaverse that commercial that super creepy thing? Uh, that yeah that was the that was the selling commercial that was the you know basically what was i guess the premise of it i mean it wasn't literally chuck e cheese but it was a chuck e cheese like environment yeah i know it wasn't where, yeah, it was actually more of the scary what was the scary one um, uh, showbiz pizza. Showbiz pizza. Holy crap! Yes, that was I, I, man, I don't know, man. I, I dug like, it. I, 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 if you put some of the animatronic characters from Chuck E. Cheese side by side with the showbiz ones, uh, it, it's it's pretty much fifty fifty, man. It depends on how old your Chuck E. Cheese was. There's not a showbiz pizza that's not terrifying. Okay, okay. If you're talking about existing animatronic nice. models. You know, well, like, I don't know. It's been since two thousand like ten since I've been to a Chuck E. Cheese, but right. But I ha- like I don't know how many showbiz pizzas there were, but if somebody managed to hold on to some of those animatronic creatures, I'm sure the rate of decay on their flesh suits is pretty significant. Well, I don't know, man. I think I'd like to find out. Actually, if if anybody's listening knows anybody who knows anything about the animatronic characters from the now defunct showbiz pizza hit me up seriously i want i do i totally i want to see them uh, i'd like to actually turn one on if we could to see what like see if they still work <laughs> i yeah come on man no no i i sure. dude i i thought i would totally if i had the space for things like that and i oh, absolutely i would i would totally have rotting animatronic creatures in a in a little area mm-hmm. in the garage Don, have you seen that new uh their newish nick cage movie where he like fights evil animatronic chuck e cheese like creatures no i that's 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 on the back burner list of things to watch when i've absolutely got nothing left to watch in yeah. my life wait a minute but yeah wait a minute what is this movie this, this, i forget the name of it do you remember is, it dog this is definitely in my realm of interest no, but it's it's uh, I think it's based off of the um, I think it's based off of the video game. What? Really? Oh, dang. Okay, I don't remember it's the based, name. I think I'll it's based it off. Of, I think it's based off a video game my my son used to get on Xbox. It was like, but anyway, uh, I'm not. I'm not. Willie's Wonderland. Certain. And real, real quick, while yeah, that's it. Real quick, while we're on the topic of Nick Cage, uh, the movie, the the newer movie where he like plays himself, uh, I cannot recommend it highly enough. What? What movie is this? See, I knew you were gonna ask me the name of it. it, it you just you can't recommend a movie highly enough that you don't know the I name. I assumed of, that someone I know, that's, would know the name. That is, that, I'm finding it. But, but do you realize how retarded that sounds? Right. Yes. Like, like it's called like, the unbearable I, I, weight of massive talent. It's like uh, okay, oh, I, mean, I watched the movie, I enjoyed it, but I'm not like a fanboy of stuff. So I mean, I just I didn't remember the title. But how but can you highly recommend? Right, how can that, you how can you not know the title of something that you highly recommend? That is, I mean, like I highly recommend it as a movie, but it's still a fucking movie. No, I get what you're saying. I, listen, shit. I get your. Oh, now, uh, listen, now hang we on, get, hang now on, we get hang on, guys, 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 guys. Guys, dog butt. Hang on, at one at a time, Perfect. one at a time. I understand your 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 reasoning for trying to defend yourself here. However, it's no, dude. When you you, you can't do that, you, you can't highly recommend this band, dude. Mm-hmm. This is a great fucking band that you guys mm-hmm. recommend. Them. Who is it? I don't know. 
Oh, they got that one song. They got that one song that goes. Yes, that is how I. Yeah, that's. I'm that guy. You just um, did that. Nevertheless, it's all the good. It's all good. Stands. Yeah, no, it the recommendation stands. Very good movie, and it's a good Nick Cage movie. Which the thing with Nick Cage is, there's only two kinds of Nicolas Cage movies. There are terrible Nick Cage movies that you have to watch, and there are great Nicolas Cage movies that you have to watch. So basically, all the Nicolas Cage movies are worth watching. Is Absolutely, what you're yeah. yes. And yeah. one more point in my defense here is oh, that here there we are go. very oh, many Nick Cage movies, and this one has one, two, three, four, five, six words in the title. Okay, okay. I don't all even right. want to tell you how many syllables it is. I, I mean, I get it. You're, you, this you, is, you prefer like Ghost Rider not, or Face yeah, Off. This, is, yes, this I get isn't it. making yourself look any better. No. I can't remember six words I know. for a movie that I'm highly recommending to I know. somebody. Thirteen syllables, bro. Bro, yeah. it, it, you're not, I just you're, don't care that much about movies. I know, bro. It's okay. Oh, there we go. There, there we is. go. There it is. I get it. I get it. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, you're, you're too cool. You're too cool for movies, but yet you highly recommend. This is like this is like skull. You, you watch this is like skull tier self defense mode right here. Literally, this like my. <laughs> okay, I won't even tell. Sorry, but Listen, I watched watch it for movie. research for the truth drops. Oh my god, guys! I watched it while doing weighted pull ups. You're gonna sit and watch a movie. This is not a bad way to waste two hours. Right on, bro. That's yeah, cool. Uh, on the other, on the other hand, la- this time last weekend, I watched Morbius. Oh my God, you did! That's right. Yeah, that I had to. Perfect. I had to see it. I had to see it. No, I understand I why you did it. I understand all of your reasoning behind it. Um, I-, I wanted to see just how corny it was, and I, I'm. And was I'm it? not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. It's not the worst cape shit movie I've ever seen. No, I, I, I know. I have a feeling. I have it downloaded. I have a feeling I'm gonna end up watching this tomorrow. It's not. It's. It's. It's fine. It's just, it's just stupid. It's just stupid like, and corny. Like, it, it, it's it, dumb and it's, corny. It's, it's stupid because I used to collect comics when I was a kid. And Morbius was always one of those Marvel characters that nobody gave two shits about. Like Moon Knight and Ghost Rider. Now, hey, whoa, and, whoa. And you Nick, back up. We gave, we gave plenty of shits about Ghost Rider back in, back in the day. And uh, Nick Cage, or, or uh, not Nick Cage, but... Uh, Iron Fist and uh, the Iron Fist was a nobody. Yeah, like like they they, they kept trying to reinvent you Nick Fury. these. You meant Nick Fury. Nick Fury. Yeah, yeah. And they kept trying to reinvent these characters. Uh, it didn't work. Like while I collect, yeah, nobody nobody bought the comics. Mm-mm. So for some reason they decided, man, we really need to make another Marvel movie. Um, let's 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 dig let's let's dig deep down into the box. Let's see what we pull up. Oh, Morbius, the living vampire. Bro, they rolled. What they did was they put all the shitty characters on a on the spin the wheel thing, right on the wheel. And whichever one came up, just like Wheel of Fortune. That's what happened. I'm surprised they haven't done a Deathlock movie. Uh, Deathlock was a cyborg. Yeah, no, Deathlock would have been a good one. Cable was like ha- transhuman, right? Half half yeah. machine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of characters. Um you know, the X-Force characters, all the X-Force characters would have been great. But, uh, dude, I'm not saying, like, if they actually did these. Why am I talking about fucking cave shit? Stop. I, I know. But, like, like the thing the thing up. with they they were like, how are we going to sell Morbius? We have to make him. We have to make him a hot dude. Right. For and, chicks to watch the movie. And so they, we'll make it. We'll make it Jared Leto. They did Jared Leto. They did long goth hair. Jer- goth Jared Leto. Well, uh, which is just like, Jared like, Leto now. Well, yeah. But, like, you know, that that'll do it. And when I heard that it they, the first the first week it did so terrible, they took it out of the theater, mm-hmm. and then they did like a fake petition online with people saying, "Please, please bring it, put it back in the theater. We'll go see it. We promise." 
and then they didn't. And then nobody went to see it. Yeah, they they brought it back and I, nobody went to like see that, it. Still, that was hilarious to me. And I'm like, man, that's that, the greatest. It must be that bad. They self trolled themselves into that. Uh, dude, it was such. It, so so dogbot. You think Jared Leto is a hot guy? Uh, that he is probably an FTM, but like the the way that they're trying to sell the character mm-hmm. is like. How can we get Jared Leto into the MCU? Just a second. Um, Hang on a second. Just And also, if you recall the Chuck Palahniuk uh, movie, Fight Club, he was the beautiful thing that needed to be destroyed. True. Right. Yeah. So, hey, Isn't he already in the MCU, though? Wasn't he the Joker? Uh, that is, he is. I'm joking. In, is DC, wow. I was, was, like, was going to say, like, wow. First of all, yes, he was worse Joker. Yes, absolutely. I, mean, I should have waited a minute and let you guys go off, but no, I, I, you, no, I, no, caught, I, my, I, I caught myself. I, I, I caught. Myself I knew what you, I knew it. I knew what you did immediately. Yeah. And <laughs> the thing, the thing is, is it's he's the worst Joker. You know, Ever. And, yeah, and and I still don't understand why people are so resistant to the idea that Val Kilmer was the best Batman. Oh my God! I knew you were going to do this. No way, dude! Stop it! You need to stop right now. I'm Mark Wahlberg. Stop it right now. Right? No, no, no. Dude, it's the truth. No, it's not. It's not even close. No. I thought we were I thought we were podcasts that spoke truth. That we are, and you're just making shit up right now. So Yeah, dude. We all know the best Batman is Robert Pattinson. What? Whoa. Who's that who's that? Yeah, what was which one was Robert Pattinson? He's the the Twilight dude who's the new Batman. Oh, the, the new, new Batman, Batman Robert movie. Pattinson. Yeah, no, he's oh. the newest Batman. And no. I was being facetious. I know he were. I know you were. But obviously, obviously, it's just, Michael Keaton. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Right. <laughs> um, best Joker though, Heath Ledger, right? Uh, sure. who's the guy from the TV series? Cesar Romero. Yeah, there's no beating Cesar Romero. I okay. I, I, I kind of yeah. like. I'm partial to him, but honestly, like Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson uh, did see some of those some of those lines, dude. Mm-hmm. dude honestly, lines. Joaquin Phoenix was great too. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not I like that one. I can't. I can't. I sat and watched it with. Uh, I watched it with our buddy uh, Hot Take Jake. And oh yeah, uh, yeah, we're we're chilling at his place, uh, and we watched it. And both of us, we sat there the whole time. And at the end of the movie, we both looked at each other and we're like that sucked. No, I remember when you guys did that because we we were talking about it in that one group, and I yeah. was like, me and me and our other good buddy Dick were on the opposing view. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like that movie. I thought it was good. I thought he did a great performance. I, if it wasn't the Joker, then I would have liked the movie. But him turning into the Joker doesn't make any sense to me. That doesn't. That's not. That's not the right guy. It doesn't work that way. Like all that's. It's, I haven't. It's, I haven't seen it. The movie didn't. The movie didn't work right for for the comic book lore for me. Anyway, so I didn't watch it. Anyway, the best jo- obviously yes, Cesar Romero is the is the archetype, um, you know. But you can't say that you can't say that Adam West is the best uh, is the best Batman because he's not. He's like the he's but he's the archetype original Batman, right? Like in the in the in the tights and the underwear. It almost seems around. like right, Christian, but, it I seems mean, like Christian Bale has kind of replaced him as the archetype now. Yeah, but like well, everybody Batman. keeps forgetting that Val Kilmer was the best one. No, okay. he's not. Like, it's, yeah, he couldn't move his head though. Yeah, you couldn't. Like there's, Christian Bale can't move anything pretty much in that costume. Ogba, did you watch that Val Kilmer self-made documentary movie? Val. No, I but the name of that one. No, but like Val is a disturbing FTM. You know. Like he's like, he, like, like, like he's that, turning into a very is, weird looking woman. 
Yeah, that 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 one is falling apart mm. with age. Oh, yeah, well, you, yeah, you should just check out. I wonder who's going to play Matt Mardigan. Who's playing Matt Mardigan in the new uh, Willow? Uh, they well, Matt Mardigan would probably be dead in the new Willow. Yeah, you don't think they might bring him in like as a like a Obi Wan type character? Maybe. I dude, I don't know. I I I I. Again, I made myself. Made I made myself. I made myself sit through that uh, that trailer. Did you? you know, and and like, and when the trailer was all said and done, I, I mean, the first thing I thought of was, well, I'd watch this before I'd ever watch that Rings of Power shit. Oh, really? It's like that. I mean, it's it. it on it a scale looks, of okay, hold on. On a scale of one to Rings of Power, how bad is it? What, what one to Rings of Power? Yeah, like. One, rings of power being a 10 rings of power being the worst and a one oh. being not as bad that's what i'm saying yeah, i, you not, I don't know like a five because it's obviously okay. they did the uh the the we have to have the the fucking brown rainbow cast ah. right did they you at know, least like, do the little like, racist like, pixies remember those guys the little french pixies yeah i mean they they showed up in the they showed up in the trailer mm. the thing is the 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 weird thing about doing a Willow series is is Willow is one of the most spectacularly failing attempts at a fantasy movie series that never happened. It was like, the first like, in a series of what four five. It was well, it, it was it was Ron Howard had every expectation of making multiple Willow movies. Right, he and had this scripts. For, I thought he had scripts the, for like four or five. Actually, is what. He, yeah, and this was supposed to be the introductory one to get mm-hmm. you uh, to get you all wound up for another one, right? Right, and then they and they it, used it, uh, what was his name, the little midget guy, uh, Warwick Davis, Warwick Davis, and and quite possibly worse Batman, but um, and it was it was I remember watching it growing up, and I liked it. I I still have fond memories of that movie, but it was a massive failure. Kids in the eighties yeah. watched Willow on cable. Yes. Nobody nobody went to see Willow in the, in the movie theater. theater. No. Everybody took their kids to see E. T. Nobody took their kids to see Willow. Right. Uh but Willow like Willow had a very large budget. What what one of the ways that Willow suffered was it was one of the last big budget fantasy movies before uh the use of computer animation to to fill in for some of the physical blanks sure i mean they had a budget on par with like conan the barbarian it was right. a huge budget film it was a ron howard movie ron right. howard's a huge director like he this was i believe was it before or after cocoon because cocoon was like his a- after cocoon it was after okay so he had already had the success of cocoon and I think that's it, how he was able to do the fantasy right. movie. That's what I'm saying. Is, this was the next one, and Cocoon was so huge because everybody went to go see it because of the, the old people. This is when we still liked old people in this country. Um, now we just shove them off onto the Nigerian uh, rest home. But uh, yeah, he made all that money on Cocoon and then blew it on Willow. And then I don't know what happened after that. Is it Laverne and Shirley? <laughs> no, anyway. Um, no, he he stuck to family movies. That's right, he did. He stuck to family movies, and he's like, "Forget this fantasy crap. I'll leave that to all you Italian guys who were Jews, Dino De Laurentiis, and all those guys." I mean, it, it was Mamma Mia, dude. Look yeah, at Giada. Look at Giada, and tell me she's not Jewish. 
one of my funny one of the funniest uh, slurs that I had for people in the '90s came from Willow. Oh man, I'm trying to remember what was it. Peck. Peck. Yeah. Calling Peck. someone a call a call. <laughs> that's that's right. Peck. Ah. Dude, me, and my, me, 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 and, me and my friends uh, like like when, when we go to like a party or something. Like my friend, my friend used to push push people aside and he'd say, "Out of the way, Peck." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that is the line that was used on me in in, in high school a couple of times. Got me into a couple of fights. You know, it gives me the vibes is, of like pedestrian mixed with cuck. Just peck. It's kind of it is. Yeah, it's a pejorative for for short people. Yeah, get out of the way, peck. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sorry then, Johnny. That was insensitive. It's fine. I don't care. It's like people. It's like look at this point in my life. I'm I'm used to it. So in order for what's his face uh, Jackson, in order for him to do Lord of the Rings, he needed computer animation to be good enough to where he didn't have to use midgets. For people of tinier stature, right? Hang on, because he didn't use midgets for everybody in the because the pixies were those whatever the hell those were. They were little French dudes. They were uh, they were filmed separately and like inserted in, so they could do some of that. But it was kind of hokey back then. The stuff that Peter Jackson used, like the fight scenes, like his CGI. You're talking about everything but the actors. Really, was CGI? No. In that movie. Well, what Peter Jackson? Yeah. No, 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 no. He used almost no CGI, actually. Right. It was the way he used CGI to make the fight ab- scenes the, and stuff, too. That was like no, all the fucking. No, well, like, no, what I mean like is humans, like the, humans yeah. interacting with smaller people. Oh, yeah. In, no, no. no he, used, he used perspective and boxes and all kinds of all, all kinds of like camera trickery for that. But I mean, like the uh, the landscapes and stuff like. Oh, no, that set, was all New Zealand. That, that was no, that was New Zealand. That was like. Yeah, were, yeah, was, yeah. No, no, no. But I'm saying like, like pretty much. All of the any anything that wasn't human, you know what I mean? Well, like Gollum, for example, it's not. I mean, in some ways, I guess it could be considered CGI, but like they had that dude in that suit, you know? And right, like, so it's mo- or no, it is CGI. They motion like, captured it is CGI because Gollum yeah, no, is, it is, it right. is a computer grab or generated image. Yeah, everything that every yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, he used a ton of CGI, he couldn't have done that movie without it. It wouldn't have been as it wouldn't have been the, the grand but like, thing when you that say Lord CGI. Rings. A lot of people think like you know, the massive explosions and just like a movie that's almost entirely CGI and it's no. got that on. But Valley like if you effect. watch, I think he used it really well. He, he did. That. It's an amazing. No, he he did an amazing combination of live action and CGI. But there's no way he could have made that movie without it. It's physically impossible. The fight scenes, uh, the the massive battle scenes, just just the battle scenes alone. You know? Yeah. The elephants yeah. for Christ's sake. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Dude, the elephants are so sick. Shelob, like you know what I mean. All that stuff. Gollum, like in in the the level of of CGI back, like say when when Willow came out, man, CGI back then was like Star Fox. Yeah, it was like dog shit. Like terrible. Yeah, it, it, that's 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 basically what I was getting at. Is one of the biggest failures of Willow is that uh, you had to use all these midgets, and people just don't really give a shit about midgets. Yeah, you can't. Like, like if they had make... to use if they if for, if for Lord of the Rings they had to use midgets for for halflings, like right. it, it, it wouldn't have worked. Have done it well. wouldn't have worked. Yeah, us real had... people don't give a shit about midgets. Right. If you had to use if you had to use you know Tywin Lannister for every single character, right? You there's nobody would care. They only care about him because he's the the midget on the show, and you know what I mean. But he's not even like—I mean, I know he's like technically a midget, but he's not even like really 
like a midget, midget. No, he's not. He's not like Warwick Davis. Warwick, no, but Warwick Davis is like deformed midget. Where uh, what's the guy's name who plays Lannister? I don't know, but like guy, he's not. He's, he's just he's he does have the no. He's a dwarf. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. That's right. Peter Dinklage. What a terrible that's name. Such a midget last name too. It yeah, really is. Dinklage. Well, no, it's either you know who has the name like Peter Dinklage would be either him or uh, Patrick Warburton. Like that would be like it. He's like a Peter Dinklage looking guy too. You're like ah, I could see it. It's like a big Anglo name, you know, like an yeah, old Anglo. That. All right, so, none of, so none of this was in prep. By the way, yeah, no, absolutely. no, I am really sorry, audience, for have, ever recommending a movie. Yeah, this is what happens when when Hudson recommends a movie. We talk I about mean, he kind of he kind of didn't even recommend a movie. No, he didn't because he couldn't remember the name of it. You had to look it up. Yeah, even without the name, it's still a movie. <laughs> this is true. Ab- well, it's true. I mean, here. it's true. Well, it's like, you know, Schrodinger's movie, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I use the Schrodinger's thing for everything now. It's pretty funny. Um. Moving on, we're all right. Back to the original. Jesus, what is what was it that Moondog used to complain about? How many minutes of shit posting? Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Think, we got yeah. we got we got ten minutes to go. Um, oh, yeah, it's, dude, it's, we're still in the first quarter. Sort Dang, of, dude. sort of. Moving out. No, moving along. It is spooptober. It is October. Um, it's unfortunate that Willow failed so badly. Even though I've probably seen it like fifteen times. Well, that's another one that's like one of those um, very esoteric. Uh, the plot of the movie is very esoteric. Very esoteric. Uh, yeah, the baby is sent down the river like Moses. Mm-hmm. There's the Moses story uh-huh. and, yeah, and a bunch of the, yeah, yeah. a bunch of biblical stuff. You got there. you got an evil blood sucking witch. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Hmm. Skull. You might want to pe- check that one out again. And see if there's any more revelation of the method in Willow. He's always, he's always doing. Research. I think he's busy watching Dahmer, for for that. Right? Is now. he watching Dahmer really? No, I'm just. Kidding. I, I, hope so. <laughs> I seriously hope not. Like this. <laughs> no, I don't want to put that on him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Skull. I just. Oh, know, so you like, apologize for saying he'd watch Dahmer, but you tried to get Reinhardt to watch Ring Kang, Rangs the Kangs for so long. Uh, Reinhardt. Reinhardt Reinhard, hey. Okay, since you brought that up, Reinhardt lost a fucking bet. Yeah, he, he is supposed to watch that. Yeah, and oh, he, he welched on. He he oh. was supposed to watch the first episode of that, but he oh, welched right. on the bet. I will tell you that I watched thirty minutes of the first episode because the guy at, at work. Did I tell you about that? He told me I wasn't allowed to critique stuff that I hadn't watched. Oh, I was like, I was like, oh, excuse me. He's like, yeah. whoa, whoa, what are you? He's like, he's like, oh, you're gonna do the racist thing? They got the brown people. You can't just watch it for what it is, like good fantasy. It's to- it, I'm like, it's not Tolkien. Yes, it is. I'm like, okay. First of all, no, it's not. Second, fine. I will watch. I started it. I watched like, I don't know, not even maybe 20 minutes, and I'm like, I had to just, I couldn't, I couldn't. I, I tried. I tried. Yeah, my fiance told me the same thing. I don't know. See, here's here's the thing. Like, it, it's it's in the verb critique. Yeah, I'm not critiquing it. I'm just not fucking watching it. Right. Bingo. Oh yeah. no, 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 no. That was the thing. Yeah. Uh, why aren't you gonna watch it? He's like, he's like, have you watched this? I was like, nah, I'm not watching that shit. Well, why? I was like, because it's terrible, and I'm not gonna. What do you mean it's terrible? You haven't even watched it. I don't have to watch it to know it's terrible. I have already watched all the good Lord of the Rings that will ever be made. What I've told people is I don't watch anti-white stuff. And they go, well, how is it anti-white? 
Well, I could get into a long explanation of that, How but is we fantasy? may or may not be friends at the end of it. How is right? Yep. No, there's that. No, absolutely, there's that. Right. I just say I don't watch. I don't watch shit TV, and I don't watch much TV to begin with. So yeah, my cousin is in town right now, and like he he wants to like he he asked me if I wanted to hang out and watch. I guess they're releasing the last episode of it or something, and I guess he just assumed I'd been watching it. And uh, yeah, he was like, hey, dude, let's watch the last episode together. And I was like, uh, uh, that would require me to watch the first through however many episodes there are. Uh, so I don't know. No. And he listens to the podcast and, uh, you know, so sorry, bud. Oh, no. <laughs> that sucks. But no, no, I'm not just not doing it. I'm not watching. It. I'm not watching terrible TV. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I got I got tricked into watching terrible TV once. It'll never happen again. I actually got I got tricked into it a lot back in the day. Because say once, no. So well, all right, well, recently. What are we? Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. No more. No more bad TV. We we're talking about yes. TV and movies. Yeah, I know. Well, no, we're TV not and movies. And I, I mean, we could stop, but you keep bringing it back up, well, Hudson. Uh, yeah. Me? So <laughs> there are a lot of TV and shows and movies that revolve around October and Halloween. The the series Halloween itself. Um, but that's not what we're going to talk about. This week, no Halloween in October means spooky stuff, man. Witches and black cats, right? Halloween, Ooh. yeah. Uh, and wizards and their what are they? What are wizards? Crows and uh, familiars, ra- ravens, familiars. Yeah, but what do they usually have though? What are they? Sometimes it's a snake, right? What do they crow, have? A, a toad, a crow, toad. Or yes, a toads newt. a lot. Newt, a rat, mm, rats. Yeah, yep, rat. rats. Owls. Owls, yeah, owls. Um, what was the the Disney one where they were reinforced? The old Disney movie with the Sorcerer in the Stone. Oh yeah, yes, with the he had the owl, you know. Even like possibly, I mean, was Jiminy Cricket a familiar? Uh, we get into that no. in, in a minute. Um, maybe. I mean, he was like a mischievous spirit. He could have been Disney's familiar. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but. Yes, we're gonna talk about witches and wizards and familiars and crows and cool Halloweeny stuff. How about that? Sounds good. Yeah. So Halloween witches, right? Everybody, everybody, you know those witches. You know uh, what is it? Boil, boil. What was it? Bubble, bubble, boil and trouble. Whatever the hell it is. I don't remember what the witches thing. Right. And there's always a witch stirring her cauldron, and there's always a black cat. And the witch has the black cat when she casts a spell and the cat. Um, what is the cat? Like, I know they always have a cat. And I know like on the bewitch thing, the cat kind of talked and like filed his nails all the time. But uh, what does the cat actually do? What is the, what is the job of this, this cat? What is the familiar's job? Uh, communication between demons and the witch. Like, mm. a, like a means of, of conveying messages. Hmm. Yeah, and just kind of like um, uh, uh, a helpful, magical friend, um, possibly created by the the wizard or witch, her him or herself. Right. Anytime you ever hear of one or see one, they've always got one. There's never like a story about how they how they got it. Right. It's always like yeah, the wizard and his rat, or the wizard and his owl, or the wizard and his whatever you know, the, the crows or ravens. Um. But people used to think that people used to think that these witches would turn into cats. They could turn into their cats. That was like one of the things um, back in the old witch trial days. 
when they used to they used to hunt witches and burn them. Right? We found a witch, may we burn her. <laughs> but uh yeah, we did we man, we did an episode a long time ago on the Salem witch trials. And uh turns out that they weren't actually witches. But um there's that article that was posted in our content chat. Uh-huh. And it was about the black cats yes. and whatnot. And it said, uh, we all know that cats were once worshipped like gods, but over the years their reputation was tarnished. Um, but it was the next sentence that I, was, I, I had to roll my eyes at. It was, in the middle of the 14th century, black cats became linked with the devil. So many of them were killed during the Black Death pandemic. I was like, oh, God. The, that word there it is pandemic I'm yeah, so there's no way uh, that wasn't in there before I, like 2020 no this I, I, well hold no, on but, how old is this article this is october oh man i want to know if we can get an edit history i've never on this. i've never heard it referred to as that before man man you know you know this pandemic was bad but it was not as bad as the black death pandemic no it's just it was just, just, it was just referred the, to as the black plague. death it was just referred like, to as the black plague. death or the plague right it was the plague or the black plague it was never the, the black, black death black pandemic. Pandemic. This is yeah, absolutely. This is likely retconned. Has to be. But, Has to be. But the the rest of this, the rest of this paragraph, this proved to be a bad, very bad mistake to make. Though, is the cats would have helped to take out a lot of the rats that spread the plague. If greater numbers had been around, it's <laughs> likely that more people would have survived the plague. That is so like heavy handed and ridiculous. Like like I mean. We we believe that the wells were poisoned, and that's what the Black Death is, right? right? It, was, it was water poisoning, well poisoning, yes. Water poisoning, well poisoning, yes. uh, that it wasn't fleas on rats coming from China. There definitely wasn't germs. No, it wasn't yet. There was definitely not germs, just since they don't exist. Um, it wasn't, it, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't I've, I've, I've heard a theory that rats. it could have been due. I heard a theory that it could have been due to, like, some kind of electromagnetic event uh, that took oh. place worldwide, oh. like like some kind of sun um, event, like a like a like a plasma event, or like a one of, like one a radiate like, like a, a radiation event. poisoning, like, like a radiation. Yeah, yeah, like, like that. Yeah, basically. one of the archaics phoenix things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard I heard a theory about that. I think um, was it from archaics um, or was it from? No, it was from uh, an electric universe guy. I think Ari Asulin, I believe, is who mm. I heard it from. You know, if I'm remembering correctly. a long time ago, you said we well, a long time ago you said we should talk about Electric Universe. I think that might have oh. even been like season one, dude, when we were first putting the show together. And you were yeah. like, "Man, you guys should do an episode on Electric Universe," and I looked into it, and then we decided space was fake. So, well, I know, I mean, right? Space being that, fake, it's like there's something there. This kind of can mm-hmm. describe it in both paradigms like it's just a better understanding of the way like physics works right well what i was gonna say incorporates like plasma and ether and stuff Mm -hmm. man this is like (laughs) guys hey dog bunt you want to run the show bud no all right all right like we're talking about cats we are but like it's dude it happens Right. And it all goes together too. Yeah. I mean, like if there's an ether out there and people who practice magic are able to manipulate it in some way, you know, that's part of the whole electric universe thing. Right. Bringing it back around. Right. Anyway, but um we have to bring that back up one of these days. Anyhow. Sure. So witchcraft and witches and black cats. 
did you just say you love cats? Yeah. I hate cats. No, I do. I don't like cats. Cats love me and I don't like them. Cats, they, they, they follow me. They love me. They know that I don't like them. They're like, ah, oh, let's bother this guy. Um, but witches, cats. So witches cast spells and, uh, and then, and they do their, you know, they do their little cauldrons. They make potions. They, they do these things. I mean, that's the lore, right? With which witches and witchcraft. Um, well, witchcraft actually means is craft of the wise. Hmm. Yeah, they're also referred to like as cunning folk. Right, right. Well, Wicca actually is derived from the term W I C C E wiki, I guess, or wise. So I guess that's um. Not anymore though. Now they're all like blue-haired, nose-ringed. Like hand plants. It's like anything else, probably. I mean, there's gatekeepers everywhere. Yeah. They always rise to the top of those communities for whatever reason. Oh man. This this animal friend's pet insurance is sure very uh anti Christian. They are, they, man. They, this- they, they 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 get into here and say, like, while witches claim to be able to perform magic, they also brew potions and were known for healing the sick. But those nasty Christians didn't like the fact people were asking witches to solve their problems. So they spread propaganda about their magic powers being stemmed from the devil. Yeah. Like the whoa, Christian like, church. Like, this like, is this is an insurance company? Yeah. What the Wait f- a second. This is an insurance What the fuck? Yeah, this article is from from an insurance for your pets. Yeah, this yeah, is Animal I, Friends Pet Insurance. Okay, so under the heading of dog, you have dog insurance, accident, only dog insurance, time limited, blah, 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 dog advice, and dog blog. Same thing with cats. This is under cat blog. All I did was look for articles that were like, you know, like why are cats associated with witches? Apparently, this was this. This is this is an insurance. This is a British insurance company. This is animalfriends.co.uk. Dude, this this whole article is like is is like witch apology. It is. You it's know, very uh, much witch uh, apology. Uh, this is very uh, much witch apology. The following paragraph: Most of 16th century Europe began believing witches were evil, and many were trialed, tortured, and sentenced to death. Since witches were at one time with nature, it was common for them to have a cat as a companion. That time Plus, out. Time yeah, out. that <laughs> sentence right there. Some since witches were at, witches one, were with at one with nature. Yes, like it's just a common fact, and you know, no need to explain any further. Right. That made the that made the bitch didn't shave her legs. That's we're, all. We're, that's all. Right. Well, back in the 16th century, where they really they were pretty here suits back then. I, I'm, sure. I, I'm just you know, like, I'm pretty sure. Say one with nature. You know, it's like yeah, well, one with nature means she, she like she, pooped she, outside. I was yeah, just going to say, I mean, she shits outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, that yes, it was common because they were one at nature. It was common for them to have a cat as a companion. Really? No. Women just have cats because cats are crazy. Cats know. Well, it's got to do. It's got to have something to do with the demons in the in the toxoplasmosis that control the worms that control the cats. Oh yeah, you know, without a doubt, it's be. all it's all fungus. Mm-hmm. So, so after being accused of transforming into cats, like right. witnesses to these transformations claimed that witches would sneak into people's houses at night to harm them. Some witches even confessed to the crime, presumably because the torture they endured forced them to. Now, now, you know, to like, be like, fair, oh, like uh, you know, John McCain did say that torture didn't work, right? Well. Listen, I, mean, I like I like I like presidential candidates that didn't get captured. 
Um, yes, sir. However, now having done the episode on on the um, on the Salem witch trials, the stuff that they were subjected to, the, the, the some of the shit they tortured these girls, and a lot of them were just girls, right? And they were girls that had been kidnapped by. Uh, savage Indians from New England, and some of those, the, dude, the the stories you can go back and listen to that one. Um, and some of the shit that happened to these girls, I would see how it would fuck with their heads too. So that's why they were crazy. Anyways, the the torture that they had to endure to get them to confess. Again, this was this was very similar to um to the Inquisition type torture, and. A lot of these girls, you know, who was who were these people? You look at the look at the people. I wonder who, with parentheses, some of these people were. If you had conversos or um, cryptos, you know, in in there doing this stuff, because all the grand inquisitors, all the worst, the most the most happy to torture, the most ones the guns got the most joy out of torture, all ended up being Jews. Weird, strange. Mm. You know, at, at, there was an event like a presidential event with uh, John McCain. I was trying to give him a high five, and he wouldn't even bother to raise his arm up to give me a high five. I was like, "Dude, I'm not voting for you, man." What a dick. <laughs> yeah, one thing. I mean, I can kind of, I guess, play devil's advocate a little bit in the sense that, like, I'm sure there were times where innocent girls were burned and treated terribly, and uh, you know, the church as an institution to like you know, gain the the power it wanted, wanted to clamp down on things outside of its control. And like, we all know that Christian, that Christianity and the church are not always necessarily like on the same page. <laughs> this is uh, true. So I, I you know, that's kind of, I guess the devil's advocate argument is that I'm sure that a lot of these women weren't harming anyone. And oh they, no, they I'm, to, I'm sure they weren't. You know. And a lot of it was puritanical, you know, uh, power grab power moves and stuff you know yeah. try, again and again and a lot of this stuff is is history and as we know history is who the hell wrote this stuff true i don't know who the hell wrote this article a little later on the article it says modern day witches or white witches as they call themselves oh so she keep, is one <laughs> they still they still keep cats as pets but who could blame them they're rather lucky when it comes to avoiding danger oh <laughs> it's a cat blog horrible I didn't realize it was a cat blog. Okay, you guys can make fun of me for putting this in the prep. Okay, I'm sorry. Dude, it, it never no, even really. Get, it, it, it never even. No, it's it's pretty good. It's 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 rich in its own. It is. Own it way. is rich you know in its own. Saying? Oh, dude, like, it's rich it, it, in as much like, as in as much as a double stacked. What's the chocolate, little Debbie? Is as much as they oh. taste good. Yeah, it's rich like that. Just terrible. So, for so so the final the final paragraph ties it back into the website. <laughs> Uh, plus cats make wonderful companions. Mm. It's hard to imagine anyone ever considered these beautiful animals to be evil. In this day and age, animal welfare is so important, which is why we provide cat insurance policies to help protect our feline friends and support animal charities around the okay, world. Okay, now, Thank to be fair, it is a pet insurance website. So I can see why their blog would close with cat insurance right i get that okay yeah. right no i just get the idea that they asked this lady to write up like a quick little summary right 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 that's the thing she just she just took the initiative to whoever writes in, the cat blog in the middle of the article there's a bold there's a bold titled question that says are black cats still a good luck charm and it, it doesn't even really answer the question. It says, oh yeah in japan it says single women should own a cat and uh in scotland 
it's mysteriously a good omen if it's on your doorstep. But it's like, yeah. it's like still a good luck charm. Nobody ever considered black cats a good luck charm. So how can it still be a good luck charm? Right. Black cat has always been. Now, let's talk about black cats. Okay. So black cats have always been associated with bad luck. Right. They've been uh, right. associated. A black cat crosses your path. You're supposed to go somewhere else. Right. Well, I mean, you know, again, uh, in most of the West, black cats have typically been looked on as, you know, your symbol of evil omens. Right. Uh, and most of most of Europe considers black cat to be a symbol of bad luck. So and again, yeah, and we also know there's a lot of shit's been inverted for us over the years. So it's like, who's to say whether it's good or bad luck? Right. And the other Probably thing neither. is, well, in now in Germany, in Germany, in Germany, check this out. Uh, if a cat walks in front of you left to right. That's OK. Only if the cat crosses your path right to left is it bad. So what what if what if right. two people come up on the same cat come from different directions? <gasps> And the cat crosses right, the path, and one taking the left-hand path. Right, right. Well, but but fifty years ago, September 9th in nineteen sixty-nine, you know there was that Chicago Cubs game where, you know, the the black cat crossed uh, crossed and it cursed them. Oh, that's they, right, they the lo- Chicago Cubs curse. Yeah, that's that's why they never won a World Series until what a couple of years ago. Yes. Oh. It appeared in front of the the Cubs dugout. And it, it it pranced around before disappearing into the darkness of the ballpark. Yeah, it was kind of weird. That's I mean, hilarious. that was kind of weird. That was kind of that's funny because like a ballpark is kind of a liminal space in the sense that it's like man made, but it's also like there's grass. You know, it's kind of like nature, and that and that's kind of where a lot of the strange black cat sightings happen. Well, you know, it. I mean, Wrigley Field is a dump, but like that's it it's, it's it's it's. it's like because it's a historic dump like fenway park they're never going to level it and put up something more modern well that's not well that's not true that's not true they did with yankee stadium yankee stadium well yankee stadium was never a dump i mean it was a great stadium to begin with and they leveled it and put up new yankee stadium they totally could they just won't yeah mostly because in boston there's no old world well in boston in boston you'd have to like where it is you you there's nowhere to put it in Boston. There's literally nowhere to put it in Boston anymore. That's the problem. Same thing with Chicago. Wrigley Field, there's nowhere to put you know, unless they put it up by Soldier Field. But think of the mental power of belief that it takes for millions of people that live in a city that appreciate this sports ball team Mm -hmm. that they blame all the woes of how terrible their team is for multiple generations on a black cat. On on a black cat that managed to make it on a field that it, I mean, there, there is no ballpark that is closer to being reclaimed by nature than Wrigley Field. Right, the Ivy. Yeah, that. yeah I get it. No, the <laughs> balls get lost in the Ivy all the time. Well, what I was going to say, considering that um, in the lore of Chicago as a city, they are also known for having their entire city uh, decimated to rubble and ash because the cow kicked over a lantern. So uh, Chicago and their stupid animal stories, like whatever, it's, it's a Chicago thing, I guess. Like they make their pizza up di- upside down too, right? They put the sauce on the top and the cheese on the bottom. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unfucking believable. Yeah. Um, so back to back to the black cats. Uh yeah, I forgot about the black cat and the cubs, which is which is funny. I, I'm just thinking of like I, I was trying to think of um situations in our modern culture where black cats have well prominently played a role and and the uh the, that stupid baseball story came to mind because it's like 
it, it it's like th- there are there's also the goat incident uh with the cubs i forgot like i forgot the specifics around that but the black cat incident uh they consider that one of the largest jinxes yeah no i, I uh, and of course they've had they had the longest jinx you know the red Sox. it was them and the red Sox. for the red Sox, it was uh bucky dent <laughs> Anyway, Dent. What, a, what, what, dude, the names, oh, the baseball names, yeah. like old school, old school oh, baseball names are some of the, are some of the best. You're like a human being on their birth certificate was really named that. Yes. You know? Yes. <laughs> yep. Um, so back to the, back to the black cats. Uh, so apparently like when the pilgrims came, you know, uh, I didn't realize that the pilgrims. Okay. So the pilgrims were like totally separate from any other sect of Christianity, right? And they were deeply suspicious of Catholics, Quakers, Anglicans, Baptists, Protestants, right? Um, and like they were, they were a tiny, tiny, tiny little, little religious group. I didn't even realize, I didn't realize that until recently. I thought the pilgrim, like I thought everybody that came over originally was just pilgrims, right? no, it was only like a small little group of them that actually came over on on um, on the what do you call it on the uh, oh my god the Mayflower good lord <laughs> I totally forgot but um, yeah it comes from them the supposedly the um, that black hats are bad it comes from the pilgrims so I mean it, that's pretty good mm. yeah I I. I how many people do you think listening could trace some of their their lineage back to the heritage Americans of the colonies? The Mayflower material. How many people are Mayflower material? Probably not very many. Yeah. Mm. Remember that uh, from PCU? David Spade. Oh yeah. Mayflower material? I'm no. Uh, you're, it was another Mayflower. It was a boat. I'm assuming none of your relatives came over on it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, that's I, I heritage think- American. But uh, I was thinking, uh, I was thinking of the curse of the Billy Goat, which was another Cubs related animal related. That's a whole other thing. And yeah. like uh, a couple, a couple had brought a Billy Goat to a, a game, and the fans were really upset. So they left, and the guy said, "Them Cubs ain't gonna win no more." That was the that was the curse. That was the curse. Okay, the, the so owner, all- the, the the Billy Goat owner said that uh, the, the, of the the owner of the Billy Goat Tavern. Okay. You know, well, he we he can, decided to bring he decided to bring a pet goat to a Well maybe game. it wasn't his pet. Maybe that was his familiar and he was a wizard. There you go. Yeah. Probably what it was. Which is what happened. That's he brought his wizard. Him. Yeah, he probably cursed him because he was probably a White Sox fan. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> so the fact that the fact that cats being black bad luck, black cats being bad luck comes from the pilgrims. And they were like a tiny little little tiny little insular super hyper puritanical religious sect hmm. sounds like anybody else we know that's what we're told yeah but that sound like anybody else we know indeed it no. does no 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 no. i'm saying it well nobody no, nobody's said anything about that they're just you know the, the pilgrims are just so awesome they were just great they came here and they wore their belt buckles on their hats and and they had there was corn and squanto and they put they invented in turkey right and they invented turkey dinner like, I, I know but man those norman rockwell paintings of pilgrims they do look pretty freaking badass right like he made them look like pretty 
pretty. I've never thought about ass. pilgrims looking badass. I never before, did. I always thought pilgrims always. I, I always kind of yeah. Yeah, but it, it, when you look at the the way Norman Rockwell painted, I was like, man, pilgrims had some drip. They yeah, I. I honestly, they look, they look, they look freaking tough. I honestly have not rolling through my, my, um, mental photo album. I'm not finding a Norman Rockwell, um, pilgrim picture. I'm seeing a lot of other Norman Rockwell stuff, but not the pilgrim stuff in my head right now. Hmm. I don't think I've ever seen it. Gonna have to, gonna have to So do, do the Googles on that one. So, so anyways, uh, so that's where basically that's where okay. So this is this this is the lore, right? So there's no evidence from England of any like large scale massacre of uh, black satanic cats or whatever, um, but that did happen elsewhere in Europe, right? That was one of the things when they were burning the witches, when the Christians were burning the witches, they did that in Europe as well. Um, they burned the familiars too. Yeah, and in a lot of cases, a familiar. I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily even be an animal at all. Um, certainly not necessarily a black cat, but a lot of times, um, they take the appearance even of humans. Mm -hmm. Um, and many times they would be held within a talisman or a bottle or a magic ring, some kind of container for the familiar spirit. Well, yeah, that's, that's a little different. I mean, that's different, the, the familiar spirit and like the actual familiar, like the, we we're talking about this earlier today, like the corporal, the actual animal that like the dude has or like the witch has or whatever the was the dude, the wizard has. Yeah, the dude. <laughs> this dude, but this dude over the here pondering. Fucking cat. Look at this dude over here pondering his orb. His cat's like, what the fuck you looking at over there? And the dude's like, this dude's like, I'm pondering some shit right now. Hang on a second. I got to ponder this. And the cat's like, what are you pondering? Anyway. You're pondering Johnny. all day. You've been pondering Johnny. all day in there. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Anyhow. Check the content chat, Johnny. Uh oh. So but yeah, like uh so do we think I mean like it seems like possibly the oh damn the various familiars um are just containers for another spirit, like a another consciousness well, of some sort yes. that is in service to the magician for one reason or another, usually through the form of some kind of deal or exchange. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it doesn't have to be an animal. No, no, I, I it doesn't have to be an animal. Um, two things real well, quick. Number one, dogbot. Holy shit! Look at the hands on the kid on the right. They're bigger than his head. I that's, know. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. This is, are you sure this wasn't like a like an early Jim Lee? This is Rockwell. I don't see his initials. This is Rockwell. Yeah, it's Norman Rockwell, dude. Okay. It's a, fa- a famous. It's I, a famous painting. Of I guess I'm just like looking at that signature. That doesn't look like a Norman Rockwell. It doesn't to me look like a Rockwell signature. But that you're talking, yeah, that pilgrim, that pilgrim has got it laid on pretty thick uh, yes, for being sir. poor refu- for being poor religious refugees. He's wearing like some plate chest armor, and he's it, got little, little intimidating. A little intimidating little, there. Little intimidating there. Little intimidating. Just, yeah. Two dimples uh, in the chin, not just one. Two. He's got two chins and two butts Those in his shoes chin. Shoes are so sick. Yeah, that is drip. We will, we will, pro- we will, we'll put that up on the Telegram channel. You guys, we'll save it for Thanksgiving. <laughs> like carrying around the neck. So anyway, back so to, my, back under- to the black my understanding of my understanding of familiars was that Wait. they had they had summoned a devil or like a demon, and it possessed like it possessed the physical form of some kind of animal and it 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 served as a go-between right there that's what we were talking about is that 
um, is the familiar, like like say the, the witch with her cat, right? Is this just a cat and a you know and a spirit possessed it, and that's the spirit, right? Or is the cat the spirit, the ethereal spirit, just manifest in a corporal form as the cat? Right. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a very good question, but it seems like if they're using talismans and like bottles and stuff to contain the spirit, that it seems like it just needs some sort of like container that vibrates at our frequency of consciousness and in our reality to be able to like take physical form or to like, you know, work within our bounds of reality. Okay. See, I always thought that demons were not able to take physical form in our plane. So they had to, they, they, they had to be put into a physical body of some kind. Right. Yeah. That's, that's more along, that's more along the lines of how I feel. But that's if, if this these are t- all demons, What's you know, and they, these aren't necessarily all demons. Right. And that's the thing is, right. Well, you know, if Ryan are here, it's, you know, it's demons. Of but, course. Right. But I, again, for the record, for the, I don't know how many thousandth time I am a Christian contrarian. Okay. I have a lot of issues with the book you can purchase at Walmart being the unadulterated word of God handed down perfectly. Anyhow, I'm right there with you. Right. So the the fact that like there's things in the Bible that I have, you know, there's things in the Bible that we we talk about, like, you know, make make him in our image. Who was he talking about? Our like, the, you know, the Elohim and all this yeah. stuff, like the multiples, all this the stuff that they, you know, they skip over. And, and, and I don't want and, and again, I don't need demons it. taking the form right. of pigs. In, right. in the Bible, right, that kind of know? stuff. Well, no, demons entering pigs. They didn't take the form of the pigs. They, pigs. they entered okay. the pigs. So that, that was the, that again. That is uh, point for Gryffindor there for you there, dogbots. Point for the point for the kennel. Um, that that they don't take. Um, they don't actually take you know uh, corporal form themselves, but they can manifest inside of something that is here, right? They can possess. That's possession, right? They can possess the pigs. They can't become pigs. Right, right. That's what you were saying. Yeah. So uh, I, I agree with that. I think that, and again, with the familiars thing, they don't have to be evil, right? Not everything has to be evil. There's no like. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, it doesn't. I mean, at least from what I've read about it, um, there's kind of like two different classifications, at least within the Christian understanding mm-hmm. of uh, familiars around the 16th century. Right. And it was that like the witches were using demonic entities as their familiars but the cunning folk who are just kind of like healers were they weren't you know they were fairies um for the most part mm. well the thing is is the witches these you know people that were quote witches you know they were probably just cat ladies you're you know you're or like these were the um these are the people that, you know, told you to put onions in your socks when you started getting a cold. Right. Right. That's kind of who they were referring to as cunning folk. And right. like witches had a, like a more malevolent connotation to it. Right. Because the witches were actually witches were actually casting spells and you know, right. doing they were things. willing to cast spells on people and mm-hmm. hurt people for, you know, for money or whatever it may be. Right. Where the cunning folk or the wise ones or whatever were your herbal medicine lady, basically. Yeah. Who exactly. happened to have They're a cat working for a with nature. Right. Who happened to always hang out with her cat. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, again, you could think of it as one of them does a has an exchange with a darker being and the other one has some kind of exchange with a being that just wants you to leave them out some cream 
every night or something. <laughs> right. And and again, right, none of this stuff doesn't always have to be bad. And how much of this stuff was demonized throughout history by, um, you know, um, nefarious aspects of the church? Yeah, they did. It. I mean, because think right. about it, like how much more power we would have right now if we could rely on our on like herbs and and have a knowledge of nature that has been taken away from us by Rockefeller schools and Rockefeller medicine. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that that gives us so much more power. We're not relying on them anymore. Right. So it, it makes sense that you would do what you can to demonize and try and do get away with anything that gives a normal person power. And that's their M.O. Like, that's what they've always done. Right. But, but I don't trust threes that bought a couple books uh, at Barnes and Noble. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, call, to they, call themselves witches, you know? Oh, no. I mean, of course, there's going to be that. But I mean, there's a, a plethora and a, a wellspring of knowledge out there to be consumed. And I mean, I'm sure there's some people out there that have done the work for years and have some kind of lineage going, at least back in Europe. I'm a white witch. I went to the apothecary this weekend oh, and I bought hell. Yes. <laughs> no, we, we, there's definitely some cringe elements. I mean, I'm not like a witch or anything, so I don't really uh, associate with too many people like that. But like for sure, there's a, a definite cringe element and crossover with the deviant art community for whatever reason. I named my three cats after the witches from Hocus Pocus. Oh, you're so unique. <sighs> yeah. Oh my god, that just hurt my ah, the hocus pocus thing. Did you see they made a remake with the same people? Yeah. Bet Midler is yeah. like nine hundred years old now. Yeah, my fiance wanted to rewatch the original a few days ago, so we did that. The original, I mean, being, you know, still a terrible movie though. Oh no, for sure it wasn't it wasn't good. No. Right. But the second I can't imagine. Again, once again we have um we have Movies with sequels being made thirty years later. What the fuck? Yeah, with these people? they can't think of anything. Yeah, they, well, they yeah, can't no, come up yeah. with good new movies there's because nothing. so many topics are off limits. Mm. There's anyway. also the fact. There's also the thing that there's like this sort of weird um, '90s revival thing kind of going on. Yeah, I kind of yeah. noticed that a little bit as well. Yeah. And so, so there's going to be a lot of things that were very specifically 1990s that are going to be brought back. Just like Dayglow. Uh, well, yeah, just to like try to, just try to cash in off some of that. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be oh. surprised if there's a Waterworld sequel in the works right now. Oh lord, that's a good call. Oh, oh I wouldn't be surprised. It's like when they they've oh, been doing this. Like, every is Kevin Costner still alive? Yeah, he is. He's okay. doing that TV show Yellowstone. But if you oh, think about right. it, the whole premise of Waterworld was some global warming nonsense. Mm -hmm. So, like, it, it. But like people. But thirty years is plenty of time for people to forget that it was the largest flop in movie history for at least twenty years. So, has anything uh, and, flopped harder than Waterworld? Uh, that John Carter. Oh, uh, that's the, right. The John Reinhardt's Carter's favorite movie. Reinhardt's favorite and, movie. And uh, I think uh, uh, it was some George Clooney um, Tomorrow World or Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland that, that, was that flopped, an absolute really hard. Yeah, it made negative money. But here's also the thing, guys. Uh, also Jupiter Ascending uh, by the Matrix. The Matrix trannies. I, I don't even think I ever heard of that one. But here's the thing, guys. Movies are lost leaders to begin with. Any money they make is just extra. It's advertising. They're paid. Like, that's why they pay for them. You know, movies are made to lose money. That's the whole point. 
Anyway, oh, I remember. I remember what I was going to say earlier. Mm. Uh, Alt Skull is going to go see Bros to see if there's any. Uh, Stop it. See any truth drops. Stop it right now. That's enough. <laughs> He'll be the only one in the theater. <laughs> I don't think they'll even play that over there. You think they even? You think? I, I'm pretty sure they They're not going to play it in China. It's not. They're not playing that in China. Here's the thing. He, he, tried to down, he tried to download it off BitTorrent, but it ended up being a Linkin Park album. Oh, stop. <laughs> You're so terrible. He's not even here to defend himself, and I wouldn't let him anyway. Because <laughs> that he is has been ab- trying to figure out what a power bottom is recently. No, he hasn't been. He knows what none of you people need to help him with that. Stop. <laughs> stop right now. Enough. Moving on back to but real quick, we didn't even finish the black cat stuff because there's so much spoopy stuff with black cats in general, right? Yeah, no, I mean, especially in Europe, they just right. t- they seem like well, they just pop up like spectral black cats. Well, there's that too, but like, no, but like the, the, the stuff that we use black cats for, right? Um, like, you know, did you know the space shuttle program worked into a, uh, into it worked a black cat for their system number 13, STS 13? Was uh, the black cat, and it was the same as Apollo thirteen. Was the black cat? Was their logo? Wasn't Apollo thirteen the one that had the bad thing happen to it? Oh, I don't. I, I don't that have was, the. I don't have the moon landing. Bullshit. No, no. What was the name of the movie? I believe that was, was the name the, Tom Hanks. Which was the? Well, which was the name of the movie? It was the Apollo thirteen, right? Yeah, I thought okay. it was. A, I, I thought it was the right stuff. Well, that's a different, totally right. But still, but the but the one with Tom Hanks and was was Apollo thirteen. Their logo was a black cat. Oh the fuck well that's weird oh no i'm sorry i'm reading it incorrectly uh the space shuttle program was reworked to avoid an sts-13 some of us sourced this and made it blah 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 blah. so what would have turned into sts-13 turned into 41c and made a mission patch that had a black cat and a number 13 excuse me and the mission was successful and landed on friday the 13th hmm Okay, oh. no, that's what happened. I I misread. Okay, so yeah. Well, there's all your symbolism happen. right there. Oh, for sure. So many thirteens, thirteens, thirteens. Yeah, forty one is still. It's a three, four minus one. Dude, it's so so. Well, that's how you know it was definitely a real event, right? Because all the numbers add up. Um, also, did you guys know that the black cat is associated with anarchism? Oh, I cool. forgot about that. The black cat that in true. an alert that fighting true. stance that with the tail, right, was adopted as an anarchist symbol. It was like the symbol for anarchy for a very long time, up to like 1918 or whatever. I um, mean, it's kind of like the Black Panthers are black cats. Right. Um, see, here's the thing. Ralph Chaplin, the trial of Ralph Chaplin, a, the industrial workers of the world leader. Hmm, I wonder where Chaplin, just check his early life real quick was the american writer artist and labor activist oh oh here we go here we go hang on a second where is this guy let me check his oh lord um he solidarity forever he american writer there's no early life hmm some chaplain's early artwork was done for international socialist review yeah all right he worked on the strike committee with Mother Jones for the strike of West Virginia coal miners. The striker committee? He wrote, right. He wrote uh, poems, which some of it became the oft-sung union anthem, Solidarity Forever. Interesting. Um, 
Yeah, so this guy, this guy uh, put the black cat as the, uh, he said the black cat was commonly used by the boys as representing the idea of sabotage. The idea being to frighten the employer by mention of the name sabotage or by putting a black cat somewhere around. You know, if you saw a black cat go across your path, you'd think if you were superstitious, you're going to have a little bad luck. The idea of sabotage is to use a little black cat on the boss. Hmm. Dude, I, I always hate like isms, like anarcho syndicalism. Oh God, I stuff know, right? And stuff like, uh, like, like, yeah, you're you're gonna get all of like ten people to agree with you that that's the way stuff should be run in life. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like nobody cares about your silly ism. Well, and it, yeah, I mean, the only people I ever know with anarcho syndicalism is the anarcho syndicalist commune. They take it in turns to act as a sort of a. Never mind. I'm not gonna do the mud farmers. <laughs> Such a great movie. Speaking of, dude, this is going to be a movie-themed episode no matter what, Dogbot. <laughs> this is the movie podcast. Right. This is, yeah. At least it's not uh, Star Trek. You know, the great uh, George W. Yes. and his tranny wife, Laura, they had, a, they had a presidential cat. They did. They did. Yeah, isn't black. Laura a witch? Isn't she like a spawn of Aleister Crowley by some? No, uh, that's Barbara. 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 That's George's gotcha. quote, oh, mother. That's George. That's H.W.'s wife. Uh, use that. Well, I mean, I can use that now. It's 2022. Um, <laughs> do are there any yeah, pictures uh, his, of George? His name, is Gla- his name is Gladstone, which I'm sure there's a. Uh, I'm sh- I'm sure there's some kind of. Oh, the Freemasonic the, reference. There. The cat's name was Gladstone. Yes. Yeah. Mm. He's a black he cat. The, yeah. He was the chief mouser. Well, why, makes why am me, I getting a uh, Gladstone vibes? Yeah, I am too. However, uh, it's interesting that he would be a mouser, but um, there's mice in the there's mice in the White House. However, his mom being a witch, I mean, like Barbara Bush was definitely a witch. Did you guys ever see the video of her doing the recording of her? Um, she made a commercial when when George Senior was running oh, for president. Oh yeah, dude! And it was like uh, she was like, "If you live in Montana and you want to protect your family, you want to vote for George Bush. He's going to protect your family." It was something about that, and she recorded like ten or twelve of them in a row without blinking. Yeah, I think it was even more than that, man. Yeah, she did like did the whole she did the whole shoot without blinking. I'm going to say I'm going to go out on a limb and maybe lie a little bit and say she did the whole thing. But the whole clip I saw, she didn't blink. Not once. Barbara was the moon child. Well, I mean, Barbara would have a striking resemblance to Aleister Crowley. Yeah, if any of you are wondering what a moon child is, just go ahead and hit up alt skull. Okay, but uh, like basically you know how people will put the side by side with Trudeau and a young Castro and go, "Wow, right. that's that's well, freaking close." Well, they don't even. It is. It is even closer with Barbara and Crowley. Yeah, it is. However, the thing is with the with the the Justin Trudeau thing now. Now the left owns it. They're like, "Oh, it's not even a gotcha. We knew that. We knew Justin's mom was a socialite." Like, yeah, listen, well, you see, I mean, Justin's mom I mean, was a whore. Gotcha, gotcha. Right, and I'm I'm sure. You know, it's it's one of those things that it's like might as well own it because it's very it's pretty difficult to refute it. It's almost impossible. You can't refute it. I mean, like, and what does that say about Pierre? Pierre was a cuck. He probably encouraged it. He absolutely probably did. 
I, he yeah, absolutely probably did. Yeah, it's like he's into he's, he was probably into kids and shit anyway. So he's like, yeah, you uh fake 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 wife fake show wife, you go do your thing. Yeah, with you know, go make Moonchild with Fidel. I saw a clip of um of clip of Justin when he was young, like in like seventh grade. It's really weird. Anyway, we are gonna take a break, and we're gonna listen to. What's the name of the song? It's Satyricon. It's the Raven by Satyricon. It's, it's the ra- is it the Raven? I thought it was something in the Raven. It is right here. It is. Uh, oh, that's the higher side chats. You know, I feel bad. I I don't think I've ever listened to a full Satyricon album. I haven't either. It's called Black Crow on a Tombstone from the Age of Nero. That's a long. Wow. It's a, it's a oh wait, a lot of words. That is okay. Hold on. Wait, you recommended the song, but you didn't remember the title? No, the song. No, no I we're, we're not like you. Grognak recommended the song. This is um, a black crow on a tombstone, and the album is The Age of Nero. And we'll be back.
right, everybody, we're back. This is still the Paranormies. I'm still Johnny Monoxide with Hudson and Dogbot. We are talking about familiars and black cats and witches. And we didn't really talk about wizards, but other than ponder this. <laughs> pondering. Man. Is, is orb pondering the biggest boost wizards have gotten in the last 30 years? I mean, that and that. Uh, that Gandalf, yeah. Gandalf. I and dare I, I say, Harry Potter. Um, yeah, you're a wizard, Harry. Did Hagrid die? The guy that played Hagrid, did he die? I thought I, I thought I heard that. He would no be. I, I I don't know if he would be pretty old or not, or if that was all uh costume and makeup. Oh, the, thing. the oh no, I'm talking about the the big giant dude. Big dude. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know any of the characters. That's what I Hagrid. Immediately, I, only I just that. immediately assumed you meant an old wizard. No, I only I only know that because uh, of the the you're a wizard, Harry, where it's like you're a nigger, Harry. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Alan, Alan Rickman is dead though, and that's yeah, unfortunate. It is. He Alan Rickman is one of my favorite actors. Was uh, one of my favorite roles of his was he played the paranoid android on Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm, he did a very good job at that. Yeah. Uh, uh, did you like that? Um, I didn't like the casting for Ford Prefect. I did not either. I thought most Def was a terrible choice. That was exactly what I was going to go to. I thought that was a terrible choice for Zeph. Yeah, that role. was terrible. Uh, every everything else seemed fairly consistent. You know, mm. Zaphod. I mean, Zaphod. Not Zaphod. Uh, yeah, that was. Um, I'm sorry. I meant that's what I meant was Ford Prefect. But yeah, Zaphod was great. That was a great. Uh, he's the guy. Well, he was supposed to be. A, he was supposed to like uh, the Douglas Adams. I think he said in an interview one one time. I'm paraphrasing here that he was supposed to be like a Brooklynite, like pain in the ass. You know, like that he represented this guy that was actually at that he actually met at a cocktail party and he was hitting on this chick. And then this guy comes in and crashes the party and leaves with the chick he'd been hitting on. Right. He's just an obnoxious yeah. rich dude. Yeah. And the guy that got to play him, he's the guy who played the. Um, uh, damn it. Danny McBride's like hero in uh, the foot fist way. It's the same guy. Yeah. That's such yeah they, they tried to make the guy like a lead actor. For a little while, they he's gave not him a few roles. Actor. No, he played. Yeah. Well, no, he played a he played a good alcohol. He played a good like drunk guy in that one movie. But other than that, um, and he played a good asshole in that movie. Yeah, I didn't like the Ford Prefect. They, most deaf, no, not no, not, not deaf at all. Mm -mm. Most deaf, not. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> but but Martin for Freeman real, for real, did, no Mar cap. Mar Martin Freeman played uh, Arthur Dent perfectly. He was Arthur Dent. When I read the book, that is how I kind of pictured Arthur Dent anyways when I read the book I, in like junior high. I've got some good news for you. What's that? Martin Freeman narrates all the audiobooks. <gasps> that's awesome. Yeah. It's that's, that's he he awesome. does voices pretty good too. So. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I like him a lot, man. I like him a lot. He was, you know, he was Bilbo, right? And, and the... Those weird Hobbit movies, yes. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Yep, they're weird Hobbit movies to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Lord of the Rings was a masterpiece. As, as it, you know, the omission of Tom Bombadil is strange, but, you know, yes. Yeah. Did they still, use CGI in those movies? A little bit. A little bit of CGI. Mm -hmm. uh, not a lot, though. Not a lot. Not as much as you would think. More camera angles and... Wait a second. Anyway... <laughs> So, getting mad, there's a lot of wizards in there. And did 
okay, so so I was gonna which wizard? Now hang on a second. I was gonna highly recommend this movie about uh, halflings and orcs and. Uh, I forgot the name of it. Uh, but That's fine. I'll use context clues to figure it out. That's right. But for real, for real, was there... Was it, Am I conflating movies and wizards, but was there a a wizard of the woods that had like... Uh, had a yeah, sled? Radagast. Radagast. That was... Okay, Radagast. That was... And he had familiars. He had like the yes. whole... He had the whole forest. Yeah. Like the entire forest. Right, but he was. But that was yeah. That was his whole thing. Is he communed with the animals, and actually like spoke with them and got them to do things. Got them to do things for him, because he was the the wood wizard. Right, he didn't really have familiars. No, they were. I think they seemed different than familiars. And again, we're talking about fantasy, but uh, yeah. But uh, back to back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. I love I love the fact that he threw Ope into a into a song and that's like a mid very Midwestern thing. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. All right. So I think we're done oh, with I Black. Thought, I thought I thought you were talking about that late 80s dance song Back to Life, Back to Reality. Oh God, no, please. Please no. Anyway. <laughs> good Lord. Uh I don't I don't need that earworm. So you know what? Everybody's you know, we, we talked about black hats and Halloween and wizard, you know, witches and stuff. But you know what's cooler than black hats? What? Crows, corvids, ravens, oh, yeah. ravens. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Right? I love that. That's like one of the most famous things with ravens in it ever. And uh, is the Edgar Allan Poe. And you have, and they go back their history. And, and you have, um, crows and ravens as familiars to lots and lots of different people and yeah. and them being them being associated with the paranormal in general um i think even more than cats i think so too especially i mean what stands out the most probably is odin well from like ancient history yeah but i mean going way back um yeah what were they called who Odin's ravens yeah hugging and bugging no what are they hugin and hugin and moonin hugin and, and munin Huggin and Munnin. Hugin and Munnin. Right. Something like that. Thought and memory from Old Norse. Mm, thought and memory or mind, actually. So they're the um, the relayers of information to Odin. They would fly around the world, um, Midgard everywhere, and then bring bring the information back to Odin. Um, which is funny because uh, in the Bible... Right, uh, Noah released a raven first, and it didn't come back. Right, and the Norse sort of theory on that is that uh, you know he was busy. There, it was it was it was busy uh, eating dead flesh. But uh, and then I believe they sent the doves next, and the dove came back. Right, right. They sent the dove, and the dove came back. Right, but uh, that's interesting because like well, I just read here that um, in when when Christianity came to uh, a lot of the Germanic peoples they use the symbology of the dove with Jesus mm. as being like Jesus being the next Wotan basically. Mm. And uh, they, they, they said that the dove to Jesus were, was as the Ravens were to Odin. Interesting. I did not know that. 
I didn't either. Did not know that. But um, yeah, so the Ravens were like the information bringers, right? They were like, you know, like they're, I guess they'd be like your carrier pigeons of old or whatever. And, and I guess the, the Raven then did decide not to bring the information back to the Ark. And so, and that was the oh, deal. Is what, that, a di- well, what a well, dick. 30 days later, oh, that's the thing is 30 days later, the Raven did come back. But the Raven was white and then Noah cursed it. And that's how it became black. Because he was late. That's where color people time comes from. Wow. Wow. That was a, <laughs> that was a long, that was a long way to get there, but man, that is, that was worth it. <laughs> I, totally, I literally just made that up just now. Ah, uh, man. Dude. Um, way. Pretty much. Uh, so what was, the Raven, name of, what was the name of the, do- hold on one second. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, what was the name of the documentary that we posted on the channel the other day? Uh, I think it was uh, Ron Wyatt's Discoveries. I don't did you did, did did you watch that at all? It's uh it's uh, physical evidence of things that happened in the Old Testament. The stuff on the the stuff on Noah's Ark being in Turkey was really really cool. Oh no, that's on the channel. Yeah, where? How far back? I didn't. I must. Have, it must. Have, it was at some skull posted. Um. Uh, Probably, but uh, it's it's Ron Wyatt's discoveries. It's about two and a half hour long thing. Um, gets into the Red Sea crossing, uh, the Ark, the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, there Noah's it is. Ark, yeah, there it is. Mount okay. Sinai. Uh, oh, really? Re- re- yes, from Revelations and Rabbit Holes. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm gonna. I really, have this in my really, really good. Yes, I, 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 I love stuff like that. Um, I mean, I, I watched. You know, before, you know, I watched all the ancient aliens crap when it came out. Sure, but this is this is even better. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just it, it's just to think that this guy fa- was able to find these things and they're not. It's not more talked about. Like I didn't know about any of these physical discoveries until I watched the documentary, and and I think it's very compelling evidence. I think it is as well. I'm gonna have to watch this because uh, and the- phys- physical evidence is always the best kind. The one about Gamora was really interesting because there's this one kind of sulfur that's only found at this location. Hmm. These sulfur balls that when you set them on fire, uh, they, they burn and melt until they until they're gone. But like the kind of white sulfur balls that are found at this location are is the only like the purity uh, and the kind of sulfur it is. It's only found there. So I was like, that's that's really interesting. And then there are these structures that kind of look like they could have been columns and everything, but when you when you just grab a hold of it with your hand, it it blows apart like ash and mm. pumice. Yeah. Okay, so it's possible that something was incinerated there by a great sulfuric fire. So basically, fire and brimstone from heaven. Or, but also, or, also while watching or, this stuff, it reminds me of the uh, the concept that some of the the geological lo- uh formations in the american southwest uh, are also melted buildings oh right yeah well that's again that brings back uh another rabbit hole but uh the phoenix phoenix events and the aix events that uh jason from archaics talks about a lot um the mini resets and the different events that happen uh in between the major phoenix events but uh again that's we're off topic back to ravens i love ravens not the Baltimore Ravens, but I love because that's football, and nobody likes that around here. 
Not anymore. Dude, I'm I don't even this. think people that like football like the Baltimore I, Ravens, though, right? Well, like, yeah, the Ravens. I mean, they're they're the under like the worst pretense that the the way that the the way that Art Modell left Cleveland in the middle of the night, like literally in the middle of the night, picked up the team and left. The, the people from Cleveland woke up the next day and the team was gone. They were in Baltimore. They were just gone. Anyway, um, and they went to Baltimore of all places. Is this, is this Ohio lore? <laughs> <laughs> it must be. It must be. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, no. I'm reading this article on Hugin and Munin, and if you look at these names, like the Figlia and the Hamingia, what the f- like? These are just Italian words re- repurposed. Like they just put put the L in one other place, and you got Figlia, and you you know it's like all these languages are very similar. Yeah, they are. Mm. What the fuck is a Hamingia? <laughs> it's like a. Hamminga. That's a. I. Yeah. There's going to be. There will be some pay gang people in our listeners that are going to be angry, all two of them. But, uh, you know. Well, yeah. One last thing, I guess, um, on Odin's Ravens, at least. Uh, a lot of the interpretations seem to think that they symbolize the shaman's journey through the different parts of the cosmos. Mm hmm. And, you know, that that Haminya we were just talking about, it's a, a shape-shifting soul. Mm. And it's, you know, similar to Hugin and Moonen, I guess, because they say that Odin would go into a trance state and then he could see what his birds were seeing. Right. So they were like an extension of his own being and his own consciousness. So in a sense, he was shape-shifting. Okay. Well, I mean, he was Odin. So he, he did exactly. that a few well, times. Of course. He did that a few times. Didn't he impregnate himself or something? I don't remember. Um, this is a lot of the the pagan stuff just and the Norse stuff kind of I get confused. Anyway, um, but these birds, right, they were his uh they were basically his eyes and ears around the world. They would they would fly around at dawn all over the world and come back at dinner time, you know, and hang out and eat dinner with Odin. Um, he, uh, Odin's referred to as the Raven God. Some people, some people consider him the Raven God. So Ravens and Odin very closely linked. Uh, what else, man? Ravens, dude, Ravens are, first of all, Ravens and Corvids in general are like the smartest bird by far. My favorite Corvid is, uh, the Grackle. Grackle's not a Corvid. Yeah, it is. I don't believe so. Grackles are Corvids. Uh, I'm gonna look this up because I'm pretty sure they're not. Well, I love grackles anyway. Really? I could sit and watch grackles mess around with human debris for I, I don't want to say hours because I've never sat there and watched them for hours, but mm. definitely for extended minutes. And they're they're interesting. They're they're weirdly noisy too. Um, they 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 always seem to be up to mischief, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's very funny to watch them because it. it they always seem to be kind of skulking. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, what are you what are you up to, Grackle? What are you up to? Right, right. Hey, right. buddy, I see you. And, and they're like, hey. So what? here's the thing. Here's the thing. So they're not corvids at all. They're ichthyridae. They're in the same family as blackbirds. So they're in the same family as orioles and cowbirds. Hmm. Yeah. Where, where uh, corvids. So are you, are you going to tell me that blue jays aren't corvids either? Oh, no, jays are definitely corvids. Blue jays are corvids. 
They have the worst song. Blue Jays? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I it's so irritating. I've been attacked by Blue Jays before. We used to have Blue Jays would nest in this giant oak tree in our front yard and my brother and I we you know, we playing ball or whatever and uh during like nesting season or whatever, they would want to protect their nest and we would get attacked all the time. I was going to say I don't remember that part on Willow. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. This is a terrible joke. Anyway. Um, yes. Blue Grack- Jays are Grackle, defi- Grackle's not being Corbin's. It's like, is it, th- th- this is the biggest truth drop of the episode. Is, right it, really? Now. is I, it really? I, I, I really thought they were Corbin's. No, they're not, dude. They're, they're Icteridae. Yeah. They're, they're blackbirds. Uh, cowbirds, Orioles, meadowlarks, a hundred different species of birds. Whereas, uh, well, there's 120 species of of corvids around around the world. You have uh oh, what are the fuck? What are the ones from Australia? I'll swoop you, cunt. The swooping season. Uh, what are the black and white ones? The magpies. Magpie season. Ooh, magpies. Yes. Yeah. Magpies are the most asshole because obviously because they're they're dingo birds. Obviously they have to. Yeah. I'll fucking swoop you, cunt. Right, and they take you <laughs> off your fucking bicycle and shit. While you're, you ever seen the, the guy getting attacked on a bike? Well, these fucking things are bad. And that's, again, during nesting season. They get very protective. And these things will swoop down and peck you in the head. Knock you the fuck out. Um, <laughs> that's my terrible. Rex nerd. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So Indi- Indians have a lot of... Uh, they have a lot of mysticism associated oh, with the raven as yeah. well. Yeah, we, yeah, definitely. There's so much. There's so much lore with ravens and and uh, Indians and uh, natives. I, I think there's like got to be a native lore on every continent with ravens. But go ahead. What do we have for Native American stuff? Um. Well, up north, like uh, Alaskan. Alaskan Indian tribes they they say that the ravens the ravens settled the coast of Alaska before the eagles. Yeah, so I saw that. And that's why and I also that that's why you see you see ravens getting in in fights with birds of prey uh in midair all Dude, the time is That is absolutely factual. I see it all the time at home. We have we have uh, a murder of crows that lives on our property and um and they attack any hawks that come near the house, because we, you know, when we when we feed the birds, we always always throw the crows a handful. So apparently, there was some kind of genealogical study done with with Indian tribes based on based on the remains that have been buried with uh, uh, trying to prove that the ravens were there before eagles because mm-hmm. of uh you know like plumage and things that were used just. As ceremonial decorations and whatnot to try to prove that ravens were there before eagles. That's a good way of doing it. I mean, uh, you know, exhuming bodies is always. Yeah, I, I mean that's that's that, that's what the debate is. Is like, do we really want to exhume all these all these bodies in order to prove this to prove it. this 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 one thing that's been uh, carried down through verbal folklore? Right. This is. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, I don't know why. This is literally red team, blue team for for snow niggers. Um, <laughs> you got the eagles and the ravens. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's a football. Like, literally, man. It's the Eagles. Literally football. <laughs> and, and, and not to mention, there's no such thing as a Seahawk. There's not a there's not a sea eagle or anything. No, there's an osprey, but they didn't go with they they're not called the ospreys, but right. nobody ever called them a seahawk. No, nobody ever call, really. No, but are you saying speciation doesn't? Are you saying speciation doesn't occur? Wait a second. I'm just saying. I'm just saying nobody. That was a, no, Nobody refers to that bird as a seahawk. They nobody, they call them an, an osprey. Right. Everybody calls it. That was just doing a really bad throwback to that terrible. Dr. Dave debate. Did you watch oh, that? I, I never, I never, I, I can't stand Dr. Dave. Oh, so, dude, you have uh, to because it, I don't necessarily like Kent Hovind, but I liked him manhandling Dr. Dave. Well, well, like somebody the other day said, man, I, when, when Dickie Spencer took on Sargon, that was great. And I was like, man, oh, I no. cannot, I cannot sit through, I could not sit through five minutes of that. Between but between that trust fundies freaking voice and then that stuck up Brit's voice, like, I don't know like Brit, which yeah. like like oh, both dude, of those make been, me want to tear my eyes out. You might have been smarmed to death, like literally the smarminess levels have been like it's too damn high. Dude, anyway, like like their pinkies the the pinkies out being broken thing <laughs> at some point, you know, like bro, yeah, they need to have a pinky war, bro. To okay, it. so. So back to the back to the Raven and the Eagles game. Um, <laughs> I want. I, I, I like the over, that little, the over under. The over under is thirteen points. Oh, because uh, of course, to, because of course. Um, well, but yeah, because neither team is a high scoring. I get it. Uh, so there's a, there's a thing called the Indigenous Peoples Council on Biocolonialism. Wow, say yeah. that ten times fast. Yeah, um, no. Uh, it was formed <laughs> to protect genetic resources and indigenous knowledge. Now, I guess I get it. The indigenous never wrote anything down because they didn't have written languages because they were above all that. But uh, no, they just didn't have written languages because they hadn't invented the, it yet. They were one with the earth, like white witches in Europe. But right. then the, the evil, the evil Christian, evil white Christians came along and, and demonized it. their ravens. They were one. They with were nature. men, by the way. Right, they were men. <laughs> yeah, I like the by the way. Thanks. <laughs> um, so where is the raven? Where's the raven? The turtle. Yeah. Well, I mean, the raven is always, you know, it's known as a trickster, a prankster, right? Ravens. Um, uh, there's a creator god of Gwitch. What the fuck oh, is Gwitch? I've never heard that word I, before. I, I don't know. Of all oh, the these are Native American the stuff. All the nights are the pronunciation expert of the show to be off, you know, like. Right, right. We need just uh, when we need, just when we need people to figure out how to pronounce it. We're bringing up Bible shit and pronunciation. We're having issues with pronunciation, you know. Right, right. So, um, what is this? Okay, so one story, the raven changed, one Tlingit story, the raven changes himself into a small piece of dirt, and a young girl, the daughter of a rich man, swallows the transformed raven in a drink. The girl has a child who cries until bundles are opened to create the stars and the moon. Finally, the child takes the bundle, which is in fact daylight, and the raven is revealed. Okay, this is the, the God story. Wow. The trickster In the trickster vein, this one hilarious, the raven places dog feces near the rear end of his brother-in-law in order to trick him. While he is distracted, the raven takes all the water in his brother-in-law's nearby spring. This story is not congruent. Any of this storyline is like doesn't make any sense. 
It, this is the origin of the flaming dog of poop on the yeah. front porch story. Absolutely. This is a, that, yeah, this Absolutely. is where this is the roots of that. It, 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 this is actually, it, you know, we thought this was a middle American prank. Nope. But it was actually taken from from indigenous peoples. From you know, they, it, that, they, Yeah, that's it's actually their prank. Yes. It, the flaming dude, dog of poop I, the flaming dog of poop um <laughs> there's that is two things we have this is this is getting to be like the swiss episode almost episode episode almost we're uncovering all kinds of new things we found the origins of color people time and now we have the origin of the flaming bag of poop yeah chief flaming bag of poop is uh not, was not a very popular chief uh, <laughs> bag of poop yeah his <laughs> But he did inherit a casino, so then he, he became really. Well, popular. of course, of course. I mean, but anyways, back to the fact that that these things are super smart, right? Um, yeah, apparently they have the they're operating on a seven year old level. Uh, like scientists did a study, yes. and apparently crows and um, ravens both, I think, are uh, have the reasoning skills of a seven year old human. Mm-hmm. And so the Cornwall crow uh, being the smartest, right? I believe you are correct. I believe sir. so. Yeah, and now, well, that's another thing. Speaking of Cornwall, uh, the Brits have a lot of lore with uh, with ravens. Um, in the London in London Tower, they've always kept ravens, and ravens have kept, you know, the um, the British Empire is what was like their their good luck charm, right? Because ravens aren't always bad luck. Because in in England in England again, they were their good luck charm, and they kept them in the tower for generations until. Um, Shit, I should have wrote that down, but I was at work. Uh, when the Ravens either left or something happened to one of them, and uh, the British Empire basically fell after that. And even during like the bombings of like the World Wars, they 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 kept the Ravens safe. Like these were very very important things to the British. Uh, these these Ravens. Well, that's really strange. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm looking that up right now. Yeah, oh, you you never heard that? Um No, but I've I've did, I've watched many many videos over the years of the intelligence level of I I it's either Cromwell crows or or Cornwall crows. It's probably Cornwall. I don't believe there's a Cromwell crow. Cromwell was the Cornwall. asshole that Okay, but it, one or the other one or the other they're they're a little bit more sturdy looking. Than some of the crows and ravens that you've seen, they like they have a uh, they they have a very different profile, and they can do very complex tricks uh, that denote low time preference. Like like they they can they they can experience delayed gratification mm-hmm. and and perform and and use tools to an extent that they can achieve the delayed gratification. Right. Correct. Yeah. They also, um, in a study, were able to hold grudges. And it's like a whack, a pretty crazy study. Um, they have like been proven to have a good sense that every person is unique and that they need to approach each of us differently. Um, they did a study at the University of Washing- of Washington where two researchers wearing identical dangerous masks trapped, banded, and released like 15 crows at five different sites 
And uh, to determine the impact of the creatures on the crow population, observations were made over the next five years about the bird's behavior by people walking a designated route that included one of the trapping sites. Hmm. The observers either wore a so-called neutral mask or one of the dangerous masks worn during the initial trapping events. So within the first two weeks, 26% of the crows uh, encountered the, the scolded person wearing the dangerous mask. But then a year later, the figure was had risen to 30.4%. Three years later, the crows that recognized the mask grew to 66%. So <laughs> that proves that the crows were communicating with each other about the humans right. and passing that knowledge of the threat between their peers, like through generations. That's crazy. That is that is really but they're smart. They're smart birds. Okay, so uh Dogbot Dogbot, the smartest of all birds is the common crow. The common crow. The common crow, the American crow. Corvus brachyrhinoceros. Then what's the one that they use the from Great Britain all the time? Is it Cromwell or is no, it? No, the Cornwall? ravens. In, in no, in, in England, the ravens. The ravens. Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay, so crows have crows have visibly different yellow features. beaks. And no. ravens ha- are all black. No, no. Crows have crows are all black. And so are ravens. Ravens are actually kind of purpley a little bit. I think you're thinking of those crows from the old Disney cartoons. They had yellow beaks. Yeah, that's not a real crow. Hmm. Crows have yeah, the crow there's no the ones that we that are hang out in my yard. Uh then chase the chase this big ass red tail hawk, dude. This thing was so big it went to pick up something on roadkill uh, off of my street, and it couldn't get out of the. I almost hit it with my truck, like it was so big and slow that it, it had a hard time getting off the ground. <laughs> I've never seen a hawk that big, but anyway. Yeah, just for confirmation, uh, the, Alp- the alpine the alpine crow has yellow beaks. Does it? Okay, where's the alpine crow from? I don't alpine? know. This thing I just read said that. Ravens and birds in the crow family don't have yellow beaks and that it's some kind of confusion involving a black bird, but they're actually a kind of thrush and not a crow. No, but you might be looking at something different. So anyway, regardless, regardless, crows uh, are the I smartest. I think we should spend some more time on this beak color issue, John. No, the crows are the smartest and ravens are right there. But ravens, um, just like crows do they're cooperative hunters those things are small i mean small so smart just like just like crows like one of them will distract another bird right or another parent like a mammal parent like and and another and another crow will or raven will swoop in and grab the egg right i do know that crows do not act like black people like the disney cartoons told me they would be no they don't but they are pretty vicious we had these tiny little i don't know what kind of birds they were little tiny little yellow and brown little things right some sort of i don't know finch or whatever little something they're annoying as shit anyways they made nests in the lights on my front porch right the ones on either side of the front door and when the babies were hatched the, the murder of crows came in and took care of them are you trying to say that black crows matter Black crows definitely matter. Wow. Black crows only had literally one one good song. No, no I only like. No, dog. that's not true. I'm that's joking, not I'm true. Black, they had one good that, album. They had one good album. I don't know. I don't think. Okay. I, okay. Yeah. The first their first album was good. It was good. Just like Pearl Jam. They did a Pearl Jam. Everything after that was just kind of me. Hard to handle was a good song. That's the one and song. Tw- twice as hard is a good song. No, 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 no. And uh, she talks to angels is a good song. 
Okay. I mean, that's because it just got played into your head, but no. No, I used to listen to that album when I was a kid. Like, okay. there are other good songs on that album. I just, it. Okay. Anyways, so Ravens and paranormal stuff. So Ravens have been connected with the underworld, right? And being like wizards, familiars. Um, oh, the Ravens of the Tower of London, by the way, um, have been there traditionally. Uh, the earliest reference to them is 1883. Ooh. So, hmm. Right no, they could have been there. trained to like listen to prisoners, like right, possibly right. like plotting revolt or whatever, mm-hmm. and then relaying the information back to their masters. Yes. Oh, okay. They said even uh, the execution of Anne Boleyn in 1536, even the ravens of the tower sat silent and immovable on the battlements and gazed eerily at the strange scene, a queen about to die. The ravens of the tower behaves much worse during the execution of the Lady Jane Grey in 1554, reportedly pecking the eyes from the severed head of the queen. Hmm. So ravens are associated with uh, a couple of executions there of different queens of England. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Jealous again was also a good song. All I right, all right, again. all right. Not really though. There, I mean, it was. They were all, all right. basically the same song, dude. Literally, they they're one of those they're one of those trick bands like Stevie Ray Vaughan. Whoa, 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 dude! Really? That guy could play guitar. He could play that yeah. one song. He could play that one song forty-seven different ways. <laughs> I love Stevie Ray Vaughan, dude. I saw him at the the Montreal uh, the Montreal Music Festival the weekend before he died. We were up there. We were driving home. We were driving home when his helicopter crashed. So yeah, I, there are two I, I dead musicians that you don't talk shit about in the state of Texas. Yeah, and Stevie Ray is one, one of them. One is, yeah, <laughs> one is Dimebag Daryl, and the other is Stevie Ray Vaughan. You uh, just it's. I'm not probably. talking shit about him. I love Stevie Ray Vaughan, dude. He's a phenomenal bluesman and all that. You literally played... just said he played the same song. He's, how many he's times? a trick, dude. He played the same, dude. It was an E blues shuffle. He moved it to A. It was a fast E blues shuffle. It was a slow E blues shuffle, dude. Blues is, I love blues, but blues is a trick. Blues is literally like only like three different songs played a bunch of different ways. That's all. Well, Stevie dude, I, Ray I, Vaughan, I would, I'd plays. love to see. Stevie Ray Vaughan plays the absolute best cover of uh, Little Wing. Oh, absolutely, heard. dude. I, don't get me wrong. I love Stevie I have every single, single thing he's ever done, including several live things that nobody else has. But, did, yeah. He, he, did, you wear, did you wear a vest and a bolo tie to be like Stevie Ray Vaughan? No, I never wore. I wore bolo ties in, in the, the late 80s, though. When, when, when they were when they were cool well no it was like I had to wear a tie to school, right? So, like, some of us wear bolos to get away with not wearing a, quote, tie. Bolos don't count as ties. They, not a we're Christian. bringing back yeah. the bolos, boys. They oh did, my god! Well, they did. No, we we were allowed to wear them. We we got away with it. They were ties back then. So anyway, moving on back to uh back to the Ravens and stuff and the actual episode. <laughs> this episode is called Sciencing.com. That, that really bothers me. <laughs> <sighs> Stevie Raven Vaughn. Stevie Sorry. Raven Vaughn. That's not bad, actually. Sweet done. <laughs> um, but familiars, ravens have been used as familiars in more times than probably cats. I think because birds were very much. Um, well, your wizards, right? Your wizard had a. Uh, you know, your wizard would have the his scrying screen and his eye and his bird on his shoulder, right? I mean, 
they could talk too, right? Yes. Well, yeah. the the crows, yeah, the wizards, they always seem to talk to them too. Yeah, they can have conversations. I don't think they can in real life. <laughs> I've heard I, I've heard crows vocalize things no, that I'm sound almost like words. Right. They vocalize, but I don't think they're like parrots where they can mimic human speech. I think ravens can. I, I believe I read something about Ravens was, being able to like speak up to like have a syntax of oh, up yeah? to like 60 words. Really? I don't remember where I read it, but I'm pretty sure I did. Huh. Can Ravens talk better than parrots? I mean, I, I'm already going to say yes because I hate parrots. Yeah. My mom had a my mom had a uh, African gray. For a while, that's such a- parrots are the gayest bird. I hated that. I hated that. Part. Yeah. They can mimic. Okay, ravens are better at mimicking animals' uh, sounds. They can mimic sounds. Um, they don't have, they don't have the same uh, speaking abilities as a parrot does. Hmm. Have ravens, you ever heard ravens, like, where, where a- like a well, hold on, where like a African gray, like the one my mom had? There's like they can say up to like ten thousand words or whatever, right? And a raven, it's say. 100 or so like a really smart real really well trained one so a few words yeah but they can mimic any sound that's what okay. i've seen you've seen the videos of like the, the the raven doing the different sounds i'm sure there's somebody's scrolled through some youtube and seen that i've yeah. seen uh secretary birds i think uh mimic like things like car alarms going mm-hmm. off mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and chain and chainsaws yep <laughs> it's and it's dead on. It's like well, it's perfect. and the reason why they can do it better than anybody else, it's their uh, their vocal organ. It's called the syrinx, and only corvids, I guess, have that. So, neat. Their vocal, yeah, neat. But they're not the same, or yeah. So, parrots are psittaciformis. Where that's a didn't, weird psittaciformis. Didn't, didn't the French teach uh, crows or ravens how to pick up trash in the, yes. in the parks? There's like there's like a theme park. They they taught a whole murder of crows and they named them too. Boo Boo, Bamboo, Bill, Black, Bricole, and Baco. Wow. Just named them after all the Moroccans that came over the week before. I was gonna say the Algerians. <laughs> Algerians, but yeah. And well, except for Bill. Like Bill's not Algerian, right? <laughs> well, that's because his regular name is so long, people right. just call they him just Bill. Them Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they're, they're like, I, I'm never gonna know. I'm never gonna be able to pronounce that. Can I just call you Bill? And he's like, oh, All right. Fine. They name the bird black. Name him the. So uh, they teach the. They call them rooks. Well, uh, actually, uh, rooks are a type of crow or a type of corvid. Excuse me. So these aren't exactly crows. So these are rooks. They're similar to crows. They're a little smaller, um, but they're definitely corvids, and they're smart enough to pick up trash. They pick up cigarette butts and. Um, you know, trash. Pretty cool. You know, it's not quite falconry, but actually, uh, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's sort of, it's still a form of animal husbandry. Oh, absolutely. You know? It is. Absolutely. It is. But the thing is, is like, you know, you can, tr- you can teach corvids to do that kind of stuff and they'll do it for treats. Like, you know, you can reward them and they'll do things for you. Like, I don't, I don't know who it was. was it's probably a poll thread. But um, where they or post where they were talking about how he uh, he actually started a crow war by feeding one set of crows and then attacking another set of crows, <laughs> and he turned he had like this huge epic crow battle. But um, there's that, and also um, uh, somebody said something about uh, 
they had trained a crow. He had been giving him treats or whatever, and the crow started bringing him money. He said, altogether, this crow's brought me like 40 bucks. Well, I, I mean, I don't know if the the effort's worth the reward there, but it, that is a neat trick. It is a neat trick, yeah. One neat trick to get a crow to be your buddy. So how did um, a grouping of crows end up with the designation murder? I don't know. What about the, do you know what the designation for a group of ravens is? No. A conspiracy. Nice. How about what? that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is it different for ravens than it is crows? Why isn't it? Why wouldn't it just be? I don't know. I know it's like a gaggle of geese, which is all also another fu- like a funny one, right? Yeah, like some of the grouping names for a pride of lions, animals, right? What was it for goats? It's a. Uh, I don't know. I know it's a Congress of baboons. Yes. That makes sense. Am I right? Oh, yeah, because the Congress. Uh, a pod of dolphins. That makes sense, kind of. Yeah. I think they call whale pods, too, like yes. work of pods. You will eat the bugs. You will live in the pod. Different kind of pod. You will become a whale. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't want to be Jonah. Anyway. That would be the coolest okay, part. So what's, the okay, so do you guys want to do this real quick? All right, since we're doing this, I, I had to pull it up. So what, what do you think they call a group of apes? Um, football team. A yeah, vibrant yeah. community. Of- no, no, I mean, honestly, let's not. Let's, guys, can we not? Okay. <laughs> can we not? The shit posting was in the first hour. Um, Sorry. A shrewdness. Oh, I, I've heard that before. A shrewdness I- of apes. What? Uh, this is really strange. Yeah, I, 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 I had never heard that before. I, I thought I was uh, pretty good about what I knew about apes and everything, but I had no idea that a grouping of them was referred to as a shrewdness. Oh, there's another. There's a second thing. It's not just a conspiracy of ravens. It's an unkindness of ravens. What is going on here? <laughs> okay. This is surreal. Yes. Listen, this one's crazy, too. What do you think a group of weasels is called? I don't. I, I, well, dude, it, it, it's called a boogle. A what? boogle of weasels. No. Yeah. A Where boogle. did you find B-O-O-G-L. that? I googled what is a group of weasels called? Because this listing has a colony, gang, or pack. Yeah, it has gang, but the very first one is a boogle. There's no boogle on this. It's one. also a sneak of weasels or a confusion of weasels. I've heard that before. A sneak and a confusion. I've heard that before. A crash of rhinoceroses. That's ridiculous. That's cool. A prickle of porcupines. Someone was just having fun one a day. A pandemonium with, like, of parrots. Yeah, this is literally, this is literally, guys. Like, what do you want? A pandemonium, of par- a parliament of owl. That's enough, right? It was just like a, a really a, funny guy being. Hilarious. A group of foxes is a skulk. Yeah. Nice. A, a group of manatees is an aggregation. <laughs> that's that's like a rock a rock outcropping is an aggregation like. A, a group of rhinoceroses, dude, is a crash. A crash. Yeah, yeah, a group of a group of pandas is called an embarrassment or a cupboard. A cupboard is in like or where you an keep embarrassment your... of pandas. Well, I mean, they're pretty embarrassing as far as animals go. Guys, guess what? Guess what? A group of cheetahs is called a Cheetos. Of cheetahs. Uh, a group of cheetahs. I'm going yeah. to. I don't know. It's a coalition. A coalition, a coalition of the willing. A coalition of the cheetahs. Okay, eagles. Coalition of the cheetahs. Okay, eagles. 
A convocation. Wow. A cast of falcons. Dude, what a about huddle of what, walruses? What about emus? Ooh, you don't want to fuck with that. I don't know. It's a mob. I was surrounded by a mob of emus. A in mob the of angry emus. Oh god! No, I, believe I was it's surrounded by a mob of angry emus in the arm in, in the middle of the nineties. I'm telling you, it is terrifying to be around a bunch of angry, thirsty emus. Oh, were you actually? Yes. Oh, I like it. Yeah, emu I believe form? that a group of emus is actually called a holocaust of emus. Yeah. <laughs> Is that really? I think so. Okay. I, so, anyways, an Australian guy told me. So here's here's the thing. Okay, back to back to the corvids. Um, so these these birds they pick up trash. That was nice of the French to teach the birds that. Uh, you can, dude, you can teach you can teach corvids all kinds of stuff. They're smart. How many does it take to pick up one migrant though? Like that, that would seem Ooh. to be like you'd have to have a whole lot of. You'd them. need a, you'd need an entire murder of crows. Yes. So, yeah, so crow- a Roomba of rattlesnakes. So one of the modern one of the modern pop culture phenomena that have made crows, you know, as as infamous as the black cat in our in our culture is mm-hmm. the birds by Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, absolutely, dude! The movie oh, The Birds yeah. was was when I was a kid. That was the first movie that gave me like nightmares. The heebie because those birds pulled people's eyes out. Yeah, I was scared was, of birds. I yeah. saw it when I was like seven, and yep. I was just scared of Same. birds. I was terrified of any birds flying over my head. I thought they were going to pull my eyes out. Same. Yep. Yeah, I was not a fan. Yep. And I watched. we watched a bunch of Alfred Hitchcock, and not, nothing bothered me like the birds did. It was weird. That was a, that was yeah, a very that terrifying. That stuck out to kid. me, too, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Yeah. That, that movie, like stuck with me and something to do with animals attacking humans it was something like it was one of those there was another movie um it's a terrible terrible 80s movie about bats with um uh lou diamond phillips i can't remember what it was called but they were gonna attack by bats and this like they were this woman like laid herself underneath the wheel of a vehicle to get run over so she didn't get eaten to death by bats it was like one of those scenes that sticks with you just like the bats pulling the are the birds pulling the eyes out something about animals and yeah are you are you highly recommending this movie right now no i'm not because i'm not no, recommending but like it there is I this don't know the name of it. cage movie um i forget the name of it but anyway back to the no. back to the back to the birds um the movie birds was really good horror i mean that was a great horror movie hitchcock was a master of horror early horror and because he used suspense and I think he used suspense better than anybody, but that movie, I think that was the first gross one that actually got me. That one had, he didn't usually have a lot of gross stuff. That was his first, like, really gross. The birds pulling the eyeballs out. Yeah, it's like I, one more of, effective what, when it's implied. But me. the thing is, though, one of is the that's what these birds that do. Made it, one, one that made it, one of the aspects that made it so terrifying is that you can't do anything about it. Yeah, what do you right? Do? Like, oh, like you have to go outside eventually, mm-hmm. and birds. Like, sure, you could, you could probably take out a few mm-hmm. with a rifle, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. that, but the overwhelming, the overwhelming force of them descending on you at once is 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 terrifying. Oh right, and they don't have like there's no stop to them at all. There's no stop, you know. Like, do you ever see geese attack an elephant or a tiger? Like. <laughs> Uh, birds, birds are different than any other kind of animal. Um, like in crows and ravens and stuff, they will, 
they're carrying birds as well. I mean, they're they're known for they're known for scavenging. You know, um, I've seen crows chase off buzzards off of off of uh, roadkill. They're pretty, you know, they're nothing to fuck with. But have you uh, ever had an owl come at you in the middle of the night? I have not had an owl come at me in the middle of the night. That's got to be terrifying. So <laughs> there was a creature called the Jersey Devil in in New Jersey, mm-hmm. and a lot of people thought that maybe, just maybe, what people were mistaking it for is when an owl comes down at you. Uh, in a forest in the middle of the night. No, it turned out there was some sort of Madaga- uh, feral Madagascarian bats. That's what the yeah. Jersey Devil was. But yeah, no, that, dude, I've seen pictures of owls. Like the, you know, this is what it looks like or whatever. That, that's scary. They're giant, and that flat face, them big eyes. But there's something about there's something about the way our brains magnify the size of things that uh, that startle or terrify us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so like an flight. owl, an, an owl, when you take its feathers off, you're like, that's what the, that's what it freaking like is. Nothing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it looks it's ridiculous. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's absolutely embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Like a bear then, with no fur. Right. Well, bears, bears with no fur are terrifying. Well, yeah, those I, are terrifying. You're right. Bears with yeah, fur it's all purely yeah. hilarious. Bears with fur are cuddly and scary. They can be, but bears without fur are just terrifying to look at. But owls are an interesting familiar being used by wizards and stuff like that because it, it typically means uh, like there, there's there's the Freemasonic imagery involved and there's also that that they're the receptacles for knowledge. Like there is mm-hmm. also the Greek uh, the Greek myth about the the owl, like Vulcan had an owl, right? right. And it was and it was supposed to be it's like an artificial owl and it was intelligent, correct? Uh, I guess that's the that's the premise of the mechanical owl in the movie Clash of the Titans, right? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, is that not him bringing it back around to movies? Again, see, see, <laughs> ninety. You you can't make a nineties guy do that. It's like one of those things. It's a nineties thing. Anyway, and I just real and I real I didn't just realize, but I realized this the other day that um. There hasn't been a good movie made in like twenty years, easily. Uh, dude, I was talking about Morbius earlier. Yeah, I uh, no, just no, no. Told you about that Nick Cage movie that you still don't remember the name. Yeah, right, I still don't remember. Something about talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's the, the that's the book, a uh, heartbreaking work of staggering genius. That's the name of the movie. Yes, is that the is that the movie? Is it the movie about the book? Okay. No, I I was kidding. Okay. No, because some, somebody had the balls to write that as the title of their book. That's pretty ballsy. A heartbreaking work of staggering genius. Yeah, it, I read the book. It was actually pretty good. Well, I guess they were telling the truth. It wasn't a sta- it wasn't a heartbreaking work of staggering genius. It was a good book, but it wasn't staggering or anything. Anyway, was it harrowing. It was not. Nothing about nothing about that was harrowing. You know what's harrowing though? Getting attacked by an owl in the middle of the night, or getting yeah, attacked by a harrowing. conspiracy of ravens, Can or a imagine? parliament of owls. Ooh. A parliament of owls. That sounds very professional. Well, that's why you know. That's why you ask Mister Owl the important questions, like how many licks does it take to get to the center of a tootsie roll pop? Because they're smart, right? Oh, that's they're wise. True. Remember, the owls, owls are wise. The wisdom of the owl. Little did you know that he was a scumbag and he was just gonna he was just gonna munch on the thing. He's gonna eat your can. <laughs> a 
three. Yeah, like why would you ask him anyway? Right. Yeah, he's just, wearing glasses. Hey. Just kidding. All right. Uh, man, there's so much. We missed a whole bunch of stuff with ravens and crows and stuff. And this could have been. Yeah, I wonder why. I know, because we just kept shitposting. It's whatever. It's Halloween. We're having a good time here, guys. Yeah. And we're pretty sure you are, too. Yeah. And also, it's a podcast. Lighten up. Yeah. Well, yeah. Come on, dude. Everything we do can't be completely serious business every time. No, this was this was fun. Uh, and Black Cats. I mean, the good luck, bad luck depends on what part of the world you live in. Um, you know, there was the the Roger Corman movie, Tales of Terror. There was uh, the black cat was like a big time was like a big uh, character in the movie. And they, they, there was a casting call. This is this picture. It's like one, two, three, four. So like probably 30 black cats. Just people, people with their black cats on leashes. These women with their cats on leashes, bringing them to the casting call. 1961. Um, you know, and, and, and again, like recently black cats are, they're always, you know, with the witches, right? So in the, um, what was that? Bewitched with what's her face, the TV show. Uh, no, forgot the name of that tranny. Um, Samantha something. Right? Yeah, Samantha. Right. Um, and no, no, in the uh, damn. No, what was the show recently? Sabrina the teenage. Sabrina witch. the teenage. Witch. That was a, Sabrina yeah. the teenage witch with that other tranny and the cat that talked and it was always just filing its nails and whatever. Right. I it thought was, that was a Wizards of Waverly Place. That was another one. Oh, wow. It's strange. All this uh, witchcraft indoctrination on uh, through Disney. through sitcoms, yeah, through sitcoms and Disney. Yeah, they're and- just they're just situational comedies, Johnny. It's mm-hmm. just the premise of the situational comedy. Right. Don't take it so seriously. You know, did Mary Poppins have a familiar? I don't think she did. Her Ooh. Umbrella. Well, Mary Poppins was definitely a witch. Oh, yeah. Mary Poppins 100 percent was a witch. Absolutely. Uh Angela Bassett was definitely a witch in the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. So, what was her familiar uh, when they were on the when the the creepy old lady would get on the bed and bed knobs and broomsticks? Oh, dude, I never. I don't think I've ever watched that whole movie. Anytime I I said Angela Bassett, I meant Angela Lansbury and uh, and uh, bed knobs and broomsticks. I was thinking Angela Bassett is black. That's what I was thinking too. I was like, I'm I like, what Disney movie was Angela Bassett in? Jeez, <laughs> that that dude that that dude was that that dude's as rough as Denzel. But Wait, like, definitely, shaft. definitely, definitely bedknobs and broomsticks was. Sorry, shaft. Bedknobs and broomsticks was definitely some early Disney witchcraft indoctrination. A hundred percent. All of the Dick Van Dyke Disney stuff. All of the live action. Um, Oh, what was her name? Julie Andrews, right? That played, she played yeah, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins, yeah. Yeah. right? Those are all witchcraft indoctrination, right? Uh, also, Mary Poppins uh, to do the woke, and people think that Disney was woke just recently. You know, Disney's always been woke because in Mary Poppins they were doing the the suffragette, you know, women, Babe, babes in Toyland. Yep, babes they, in Toyland. Uh, yeah, uh, they use magic to turn the main characters into toys. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's always witchcraft. It's always, it's always witchcraft. Anyways, uh, that's that's a whole a whole other ball of shenanigans there. But familiars, you know, crows, black cats, Halloween, right? This was fun. Right. This was fun. We'll have, a, we'll have a black cat or Corvid creepypasta. 
after this, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yes, I'll be reading Nevermore. Oh, that's right. You're reading Nevermore by Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, I believe that's a famous quote from a raven. Yes. Hence the creepypasta. Yes. So Dogbot will be reading that at the end of this. Uh, Surprise. And we'll be back Tuesday for the live Nationalist Inquirer. Live and I know it's I know it's called the Raven. I just, just never mind. Yeah. Okay. Uh, D Live pilled Odyssey. Yeah, all that. Um, <laughs> thanks, guys. Uh, Grognak ended up with the audio issues. He's here. He's taking notes. Fire t-shirts keep the info war going. We have to pay out nine hundred and sixty-five million dollars to the <laughs> fake fake parents. Yeah. Oh man. I can't keep bringing that up. All right. We're gonna get out of here. We'll see y'all later. Time travel makes you gay. The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. Once upon a midnight dreary. While I pondered, weak and weary, over a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore. While I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as if someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. "'Tis some visitor," I muttered, tapping at my chamber door, only this and nothing more. Ah, distinctly I remember, it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow, vainly I had sought to borrow, from my book's surcease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels named Lenore, nameless here, forevermore, and the silken sad uncertain, rustling of each purple curtain, thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before, so that now to the still beating of my heart I stood repeating, tis some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door, some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door that it is and nothing more presently my soul grew stronger hesitating then no longer sir said i or madam truly your forgiveness i implore but the fact i was napping and you came so gently rapping And so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce was sure I heard you. Here I opened wide the door, darkness there and nothing more. Deep into that darkness peering, long I stood there wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortal dared to dream before. But the silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave no token, and the only word there spoken was the whispered word Lenore. This I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word Lenore. Merely this, and nothing more. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning, soon again I heard a tapping somewhat louder than before. Surely, said I, surely that is something at my window, Latisse. Let me see then where that is, 
and this mystery explore. Let my heart be still a moment and this mystery explore. Tis the wind and nothing more. Open here I flung the shutter with many a flit and flutter. In there stepped a stately raven of the saintly days of yore. Not the least obeisance made he. Not a minute stopped or stayed he. But within mine of lord or lady perched above my chamber door. Perched upon the bust of palace just above my chamber door. Perched and sat and nothing more. Then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore. Though thy crest be shorn and shaven, thou, I said, art sure no craven, ghastly grim and ancient raven wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's plutonian shore, quoth the raven nevermore. Much I marveled this ungainly fowl to hear discourse so plainly, though its answer little meaning, little relevancy bore, for we cannot help agreeing that no living human being ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door, bird or beast upon the sculptured bust with his chamber door, with such name as Nevermore, but the raven sitting lonely on the placid bus spoke only that one word as if his soul in that one word he did outpour. Nothing further than he uttered, not a feather than he fluttered. Till I scarcely more than muttered, other friends have flown before. On the morrow he will leave me and my hopes have flown before. Then the bird said, nevermore. Startled at the stillness broken, reply so aptly broken, doubtless, said I, what it utters, is its stock and store, caught from some unhappy master whom unmerciful disaster followed fast and followed faster till his songs one burden bore, till the dirges of his hope that melancholy burden bore of never, nevermore. But the raven still beguiling my sad fancy into smiling, straight I wheeled a cushioned seat in front of the bird and bust and door. Then upon the velvet sinking, I betook myself to linking, fancy unto fancy, thinking what this ominous bird of yore, what this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt, and ominous bird of yore meant in croaking nevermore. This I sat engaged in guessing, but no syllable expressing to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom's core. This and more I sat divining, with my head at ease reclining, on the cushion's velvet lining that the lamplight gloated o'er, but whose velvet violet lining with the lamplighting gloating o'er, she shall press, ah, nevermore. Then, methought, the air grew denser, perfumed from an unseen censer, swung by seraphim, whose footfalls tinkled on the tuffled floor. Wretch, I cried, thou God hath lent thee, by these angels he hath sent thee, 
respite, respite, and a plenty from thy memories of Lenore. Quaff, oh quaff this nepenthe, and forgot this lost Lenore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, I said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, whether tempter sent or whether tempest tossed thee here ashore. Desolate yet undaunted, on this desert land enchanted, on this home of horror haunted, tell me truly, I implore, is there, is there balm of Gilead? Tell me, tell me, I implore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, I said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, by that heaven that bends above us, by that God we both adore, Tell this soul with sorrow laden, if within the distant Aden, it shall clasp a sainted maiden, whom the angels name Lenore. Clasp a rare and radiant maiden, whom the angels name Lenore? Quoth the raven, nevermore. Be that word our sign in parting, bird or fiend, I shrieked up starting, get back into the tempest and the night's plutonium shore. Leave no black plume as a token of thy lie. Thy soul has spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken. Quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak from out thy heart. Take thy form out from my door. Quoth the raven, mm, nevermore. And the raven never flitting, sat sitting, still is sitting, on the pallid bust of Pallas, just above my chamber door, and his eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming, and the lamp light over him, streaming, throws his shadow on the floor, and my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the door, shall be lifted, Nevermore.